And uh, we, we topped off that recap at the end of last week's session with a quick summary of what everyone had done with their free time, their newfound relaxation period. What we did not do in that was give you guys persona phases. Uh, we covered what you did casually, what your characters uh, got up to, Nell's loveless adventures, and Baylor getting back out of Murat as soon as physically possible. But with two weeks back in Murat County, where everyone already knows you, you're going to be meeting with, if not all of the nobility there, at least the major ones, some uh, off and on. Baron O'Kara is not going to pass up an opportunity to catch back in with everyone, touch base and see how everything's gone. He is very pleased with the direction Murat County has gone and Utropia's guidance. You definitely would spend some time, no matter what it was you were doing, reinforcing your old connections, possibly forging some new ones, and generally increasing your renown. So I'm going to give us all two persona faces to cover the two weeks that we're down here. And we'll, uh, we'll go around the circle like we always do, and we'll just do both of them, because I think it'll be easier to have each person just do two in a row rather than everyone do one, then everyone do another one. So, Baylor. Two weeks in, well, I was going to say Marat County, but two weeks in wherever Baylor decides to spend two weeks. I can go back and forth. So what are you doing not to relax, but uh, even if you are still relaxing, what are you doing to raise your prestige here? So... For my first one, I'm going to give a lecture because that's because that's the thing. Like it's all I ever do. <laughs> Baylor M have a smart. Baylor M give lecture. <laughs> I would like to give a lecture in Yanmis since they're moving towards supporting Utropia again about the nobility of Mur. Uh, Almost said Murad, Taldor in general. Okay. Just the more, I mean, it's kind of history, but the more recent goings yeah, on. Yeah, I'm going to give you the, the assumption that that's knowledge, nobility is what you want yes. to roll here. And you're trying to, as a lecture, so increase your genius? Yes. To and, what? Uh, it's going to go to eight. Ooh. And that morning, when I go to do this, I have something special prepared. Well, this is more, it's less of a one-time event and more of an ongoing thing. But if it's something, I mean, if you haven't had other adventures going on, if that's something you could do every morning before some of these lectures, it's fine. Because uh, a spell has to cover at least 24 hours for yeah, it to be used. exactly. Yes. All right, so then, yeah, you're fine. So what do we have then, Baylor? What are you going to use? You're going to give your magical lecture with the magic. Yes. I have... Visualization of the mind. The assistance of Big Brain the spell. And casting that, you're getting a plus five bonus to your knowledge nobility. But going up to rank eight, you're looking for a 36. It gets harder and harder to raise it's, these facets. It's 15 it's 31. plus... 31. Am I stupid? 15 plus double... 31, you're right. 
15 plus double spell level. I slept in a hospital with wires taped to my brain. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> we already covered this. I'm dumb today. <laughs> and I'm gonna get a 41. Yeah, with a 41, regardless of whether it's 31 or 36, that is absolutely going to be successful and you are going to increase your genius to eight, which allows you to on first time meeting any of, where's genius, any academics, arcane, spellcasters, instructors, who are even unfriendly towards you inherently to automatically bump them with a first impression with a, do you know who I am? Uh, because gonna, they do. Are you going to continue this for your second? Uh, swap over from knowledge, nobility, and going to do my, uh, use magic device. Okay. Teach about that. And so this one will now be a 33 with the increasing DC here to get to nine. The first nine facet in the party. They tap, they cap it 10. 10 as high as you can go. 10 is you cannot be more famous for your giant brain in Taldor. Oh, oh boy. How about a 46? What's a 46 get me? <laughs> uh, a 46 will definitely be successful. Uh, Yonmus is home to the Mysterium, which is fairly reclusive literally screening and removing all traces of magic from any potential customers or contacts for they're allowed inside. Beyond that, it's largely just family magic and the clerical studies in the house of Abadar or other churches to Iomadai, to Aristil, Arastil, I always pronounce that one wrong, Shalin. Arcane wizards and instructors of your caliber are a rare thing, even in such busy streets. And with two weeks spent probably mostly in Yanmis, giving these lectures, teaching the people, you have caught the attention of some more highly placed allies. So with nine ranks and genius, your new network of contacts is not just low-level followers or academics, arcane, spellcasters, instructors, as I said, it has reached out to start to encompass some more highly placed individuals, uh, some leaders of various colleges, or even some highly placed senators with magical knowledge. You can use this to leverage spellcasting services for yourself. So... As an operation now, this is kind of like above and beyond normal advanced operations. Super advanced operations. Super advanced operations. You can arrange for up to 750 gold worth of spellcasting services to be used at any time before the beginning of the next persona phase as long as you can reasonably access somebody who could provide them. And that will all just be covered. Uh, the only limits are any material components or focuses have to be paid for, but 750 gold of spell casting is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of useful spell casting. Uh, with your Abadarian discount, I'm pretty sure even for Raised Dead, now you would just have to locate the diamond. Mm -hmm. That would be that spell cast itself would be covered entirely through your connections. So a fairly successful two weeks for Baylor Landless, absolutely. Nell. All you? right, I have an entire county to tell about all of the 
glorious adventures we had in Yanmas. Up to and as far as going to provide examples of suplexing something as big as a lion. Are, are, are you going to stand up and show the stream? Do you have that? Oh, yeah. Do you have that shirt on? I feel like you should. <laughs> show oh, that someone, off, bro. Someone should put that oh. on. A, oh, someone put that up, up a little further. Up a little, little more. Further up. A little, a little bit more. more. There you go. Hold there my ale. And now Stalwart says, as he gloriously suplexes a dire lion, he walks around town with that shirt on. <laughs> Painted on his, his chain. Telling the tale, because such glorious two perception merchandise would almost certainly increase both your chances uh, to succeed at these persona checks and also probably your chances with Sepsinia. I couldn't say no to that. And I'm the one role-playing her as the GM. <laughs> So, so we're going to facet nine, which would be 33. That's 33, a DC 33. And you are going out with 34. A 34. He gets it. <laughs> he gets it by one. Perfect. Going up to nine here with your heroism, right? That's heroism. Yep. Uh, you are now renowned across Taldor. And this same operation I just gave to Baylor uh, is now applicable to you as well. Except yours, instead of being access to spellcasting services, yours is functionally a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, for your operation, you're super advanced. You can basically pull rank and pull your name should you get into any issues uh with authorities somewhere like what has happened literally constantly in yanmis and get these kind of troubles brushed aside or any kind of uh, fees or bail you may need to pay your followers can handle for you uh what about your second dare uh, we go to for, <laughs> for 10 yeah we're going for it except this time i would ask I'm assuming Baylor is like coming in and out pretty much whenever he wants. Yeah, I can come back and forth. He's, he's going to be bouncing. I can, I can yeah. bring people with me too. Yeah, so I would ask to go to not necessarily anywhere specific, but somewhere where he thinks would be good for us to spread the word. And like, that sounds like Apara slash Casimir, realistically. Them big coastal cities. Yeah. Would you be up for that, Baylor? I, I'm I was from Casimir, so I could probably get there safely, right? You literally live there, so I'd yeah. imagine that I would consider your actual I, house a familiar enough teleportation. I, 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 I thought so, but I wanted to make sure before I agreed to this, and then you're like, "Oh, roll not, for teleportation mishap." I'm not going to make you roll for a teleportation mishap to teleport to your own house. That's fine. Also, the first time you've been able to go home since the War for the Crown began. Since well, they don't the like me much, so they like it when I'm other places. Yeah, he's he's taking me, leaving me there for a few days, and then coming to pick me up. That's fair. All right, DC 35 to cap it off, Nell Stalwart. I'm going to reroll that. All right, easy session reroll. The 29 doesn't do it. Oh, it that, was, me. that was a that was definitely a tease that d20 was on an 18 
And then just with the last last yep. bit of juice fell over to the five, giving you a 28. You're not allowed to get to 10 before me. Yeah, you can't be pillar to 10 <laughs> in a rank. That's not allowed. So while your stories obviously are wildly successful, you have a, your, your facet is nine in heroism. You are very well known, and your reputation would precede you out to Casimir. You have difficulty... Like, you're at the top, almost. Don't, this isn't a failure. This is that you are so successful. It's dis it's difficult to categorically succeed harder than you already are. You literally just to, can't stop winning. I have to get a better story than suplexing the lion to share, oh. to raise my renown. That sounds like you have a goal, my friend. Good luck. Dara. Uh, I am going to go help the people of Newtown. Um, for two things, I'm going to, uh, bring a Nori, probably, with me, and do some tactical training with the people for, we're going to go clear out the spiders, some of the leftover spiders, uh, okay. and just kind of build their army, like, build their, like, military kind of force, which is probably a handful of men, but it's, make yeah, them it's... efficient. I mean, Baronet Vort has a bunch of, like, hunters and people who are trained enough, but yeah, they're, they're definitely yeah. not skilled soldiers and, by any means. Yeah, so Anora can help out with, like, showing the more melee, uh, like, you know, sword smacking kind of things. <laughs> and I can do the whole ranged. <laughs> and the killing of the spiders thing. Well, yeah, we were going to demonstrate with the spiders, but, you know, like... So that would be, um, well, and patch them up when they inevitably, like, fail to recreate me and Anori's amazing teamwork. <laughs> so that would be both heal and my professional soldier. <laughs> okay. So I was you hoping guys, to roll you, with that, you, too. Yeah, you two possibly. doing yours together? Because you can definitely do that. Uh, let's start yeah. with the rolls for Dara first. What are you trying to increase here? Uh, sacrifice. To? Five to five so it's gonna be a dc 25 check for you on your profession soldier okay so here is the first one which is a heal which is a 20 okay, so yeah 20 won't be enough uh, it, it's certainly helpful knowledge but they're well they don't get very wheelhouse. hurt because yeah, we're such they're... good teachers that they don't get hurt, so I don't really have to heal them that much. So I'll do my. I, it helps out. It certainly helps out them, but it doesn't really like spread much further yeah. than Newtown. Okay, so then I'll do my profession soldier on like tactics and. Ooh, twenty-four. One off. One. A couple of guys like accidentally get killed along the way. <laughs> it's not. It's not that bad. This is. This is to increase like national renown. And you go down there and you absolutely help teach the people of Newtown the skills they need to attempt to take back a Jambus or to at least not be in danger from the wandering monsters of the Verudan Forest to the northwest. But that's about as far as it goes. It helps them out some. They definitely appreciate it. They're very indebted to you. But Newtown is still basically a circle of tents around a campfire. And they're not successful enough for this tale to really go anywhere, even throughout more of Marat. And uh, Inori, you wanted to jump on this too for your rolls? Yeah, for the, the training and the killing of the spiders thing, I was going to try to uh, raise heroism Ooh. to two. 
We've moved out of Subterfuge Town. We're going to go for something a little more on the level. For the first one. DC 19 on that one. Um, I'm assuming I could probably go with Knowledge Arcana because fighting with magic and sword or... You can tell the daring story of diving through a, a desert drake with lightning damage. No, 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 <laughs> no. We are very not telling that story. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Knowledge Arcana. No, our. Uh, I don't know, because they don't, they don't, they're not a magical story. They're a bunch of peasants. I don't know. I can give you that one, really. I could give you like a, could be like a diplomacy. I'd even give you a perception to, uh, okay, to kind of train them, how to keep themselves protected. Perception, it is. Not get ambushed by the giant spiders. Right, <laughs> and that ain't gonna do nothing. That's a fifteen. Ah. No, that's uh, gonna. Anori's having a rough time. This limelight thing is not really her style, apparently. No. Really not on board with it. Uh, you want to try again for your second phase? No, <laughs> no. So for my second, my second one, I wanted to see if I could get Baylor to take me to the to the, the toy factory, so I could see Blackwalker, and see if I could possibly get in with them and get some more underground contacts. Maybe make a little trade. Like, I'll help ensure that you guys never get bothered here. You know, with my whatever fame I have in Yonmas, and you just point me in the direction of the real big fish. Every okay, now. I mean that sounds like a lower underground to me. Okay. And were you thinking of something else? No, no, that's perfect. That's actually what I was hoping to hear. Okay, <laughs> you, that definitely sounds very solidly lower underground. And what's your okay. subterfuge going to? Um, five. I'm pretty sure. Let me DC, just double check that. That'd be a DC twenty-five. Yeah, it'd be five. Okay. You're not doing too bad on subterfuge. You got to four. That's not horrible. I've only had to have like 27 persona phases. For it, <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I feel you. 28? That's more than 25. So that's absolutely yes. what we're looking for here with a 28. You will increase your subterfuge to five. This connection with Blackwalker is a useful one. Uh, as she has connections reaching far beyond Yonmas itself. Uh, because so many travelers, merchants, and groups come through Yonmas, a lot of her contacts are constantly on the move. And she can open a lot of doors for you across Taldor. Now, with your increase of subterfuge here and your time spent with the Black Walker here in this ring and her underground network. She has a lot more going on than just these pit fights in the warehouse. You pick up some tips and tricks there, and for getting a facet to five, you get a bonus feat. You get stealthy. What? Which I'm pretty sure is, it is a flat plus two to escape artist and stealth. And if you get up to 10 ranks in either of those, that plus two becomes a plus four. Wow. You just get that, that's just free of charge. And that one is in the roll 20 uh, compendium, so you can just drag it onto your character sheet if you want without having to actually type any stuff in. So, Kena, because Dara and uh, Inori were kind of working together there, let's go back around to you. What's your goal? So, I think 
with the first one, I think we're going to do something a little different. While Nell's going around and plying the stories and whatnot to the masses via like taverns and bars and whatnot, I think Kahina's going a different way. Um, and she'll spend the first week in Marat doing a, maybe having Dame Crab and stuff pull together more of the nobles. Um, and she's playing using, the game. Yeah, playing the game with the nobles instead. So charming the nobles and uh, telling of uh, uh, Sir Rostam and his uh and and his noble wife and uh and his all his all his other are we, friends are we still keeping that going in marat is that still a thing that we're pretending or I don't we dropped know. out for now maybe not <laughs> but that i believe gone, that's between you two honestly that uh, we've gone to marat or we've gone to yanmas and we've done these amazing things in yanmas that will hope it hopefully open up more trade and make marat more bustling and Hey, look at everything we're doing outside of the county, but we're still thinking about the county. Yannis is pretty far, but I mean, that's mm -hmm. still to just the mention that you're keeping this little backwater nowhere in mind. Sounds like a charm increase to me is what you're going for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Up we're going to, to seven. Seven. That's going to be a DC 29. That hot diplomacy check. You probably have pretty close to a plus 29 on this diplomacy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> So that's a, uh, that's a forty-two. Well, forty-two. <laughs> uh, if I, by my knowledge of math, I'm kind of tired today. Forty-two is higher than twenty-nine. Yes, so I believe that is absolutely going to increase your charm to seven, okay. which is going to mean that the skill bonus that I still don't think any of you have actually leveraged. Everyone's I been doing it. the. You did use it once, actually. You're right. Baylor used it once. Uh, the skill bonus you can pull out once per persona phase to just add two to a check and a reminder for charm it's bluffer diplomacy is now a plus four <laughs> i haven't really needed to use it because I, either i roll a one or like an 18 to 20 on intimidation yeah and you can you can use it you remember reminder you use it after your roll but before i say if you succeed or not so if you get one it feels like it's close you can slap that on there once a persona phase uh and then with the second of the phases Oh, so I could use it on my second percent of phase, is what you're saying. Uh, um, these aren't like, you know? Yeah, I know. You know, I, I mean, I, it's not a duration or anything. Wait, I could have used it? It, it wouldn't have helped for you to be fair, but, uh. I don't see why you couldn't use your persona to leverage your persona. I mean, that makes sense to me. So I'll absolutely say if these situations we have a couple in a row, you if you have the skill bonus unlocked, you can no one's ever asked that question before. You can you can well, we all assume the answer was no, I think. I, yeah. I just don't I don't see why not, I guess is my answer. Sure. You can use that plus four on your persona to try and get to eight charm if you want to just continue okay. the rubbing elbows. Yeah, here. that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'll uh I'll roll with the guys to cast a mirror. And uh and try to cast their head and cast a mirror. Cast a mirror. You don't want to go to cast a mirror. Wrong one. Casimir. Head to Casimir and uh and do the thing. All right. 
And then, so, yeah, I, I don't see why you can't use the Persona Plus 4. Okay. I would retroactively give it to you if it would help, Nell, but those rolls were not fantastic on your second well, day. Well, let me ask you this. Would another plus four also From help? what? My feat that I took that lets me add plus four after the dice roll has been decided. Because it's Is an that... everyday feat. 28. 32. 36. That's higher than 35. Oh! The feat I... that I just took plus that yeah, that, that would get you over 35 for the 10 heroism. Uh, so we'll get that in a second. Kina, go ahead and roll to see if you can go to your, okay. your 8 charm here. Yeah, that, that ability plus your feet that you just took that you can use daily will absolutely get you 10. And, and if I, yeah, add just to, the 4. Yeah, 8 is... You don't even need, you don't even need to need It's need 31, that's a 35. Yeah, see, so you're, you're already good there. And then going up to 8... You get the ability interacting with a, an unfriendly artist, merchant, or noble for the first time to leverage your renown to just bump them up a tier. Uh, but Nell, yeah, with those abilities combined, so you were going the first off of what to you 10, said earlier, actually. where my reputation precedes me, these people, when they saw me, they knew the kind of stuff I was going to be telling them, but they wanted to meet me. And that little extra bonus. A combination of pure luck and Is reputation. The Nell Stalwart. <laughs> yes. Just a combination of luck and reputation pushed me over the threshold. Or is that some other guy walking around in full plate that <laughs> is indistinguishable from every other person no, in full No, I'm plate. walking around in an armored coat. <sighs> well, remember, then it can't be Nell Stalwart. The full plate's in the bag. Yeah, he's got the van braces now. He flicks them on. He, he doesn't have to walk around his full field all the time. He. He sailor moons into night mode yep. whenever he's ready. <laughs> uh, and that is a, it is a command word, which it, just to make sure, because I feel like this always ends up surprising people. Command words are a standard action. Yeah, it's the same no, as casting a spell. Okay, it's just it's not you're like as I roll initiative, I'm in my full plate mode. That's standard action, buddy. Just just I so we're aware. Yell out okay. Gamora, which apparently takes you six seconds to remember how to. Well, you probably just say it a couple times because you have no magical knowledge and command yep. words are incredibly precise. You're like, Gamora! 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 Yeah. Gamora! Gamora. Like, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Not the time armor! Leviosa. <laughs> so, at 10, the highest your prestige can go, you cannot increase your heroism facet any further. Uh, through the persona system, it is maximized. And you have the ability to do not one but two simultaneous heroism apparitions in a persona phase. Uh, you can run two in tandem. You are still limited to 20 heroism followers total that can go on that mission, but you can split them between two tasks as you see fit. Okay. You are now not just the Nell Stalwart. You are the champion of these apparently 20 people that these 20, realistically, with you going and telling stories of suplexing a dire lion, probably fanboys, <laughs> that you can trust to at least some extent. They want a piece of the action. So, you guys all sound like you're relatively busy. Uh, in Dara's downtime, he's drinking. In Baylor's downtime, he's in Yanmas. In Nell's downtime, he's in Moost. And probably so is Kahina, but for very different generations of a reason uh, 
And Inori, uh, remind me, you were tagging along with Baylor a lot, weren't you? Going back to try and learn more magic, or what was it? Yeah, basically just pick up on new toy things. shop. Toy, the, the, yeah, the, then a toy the, shop. Yeah, with Baylor going to Yanmas. Both of you are out of Murat much. So you don't hear until a few days after it's happened that Martella has left Murat County on urgent business. Uh, telling no one, not even you, where she's gone or what it is she's tending to. This leaves you sort of in limbo. You were waiting for some kind of a mission. She had something in the works that she was getting ready for you. Uh, some new adventure in this unending war for the crown. But then she was very suddenly called away. That happens about... You learn about this maybe 10 days after your retirement from Yon Miss, after you're heading back to the estate and continuing on with your lives. So you're just waiting now with no idea when you'll be called upon again. Treading water, sort of relaxed, sort of, I'd imagine, curious as to what could draw Martella away with such haste. I couldn't care less. <laughs> More Sepsidia time! Got him! <laughs> Easy! That's something I wanted from her, too, and she disappears before I could ask her about it. She does, in fact, disappear. The longer she's gone, the less work I have to do. The two weeks pass, and then another day, and then another. Until, finally, on a sunny day out in Marat County, without a cloud in the sky, a moon day, the 11th of Erastus now. This is an adventure the group of you have been on for in-world over six months. It's, it's been a while since this all began, since you were all brought together by such complete, random, seemingly menial tasks. You get a summons from a royal page at the Betney estate, and eventually, throughout the afternoon or the following day, I don't know how often you check back at the estate, Baylor and Inori. We'll say it's around the time, one of the times you're returning from Casimir. Uh, this royal page arrives with a summons to the Palace of Birdsong, not from Martella, but from Princess Eutropia. Oh. Well, let's suit up, kids. Yep, off to the castle. And so that, of course, is not something that you are going to be waiting on. It's not something you're going to... You're not going to leave Princess Eutropia waiting. That's just all kinds of a terrible idea. Our as actual as... carriage is probably back by now, too. Yeah, after two weeks, it would be. Yes, you, uh, whoever you paid whatever amount of gold I said to run a carriage back uh, to drive it out from Yonmas uh, would now be staying in stockies looking for further work, probably... Getting uh, arranging to head out to Pensarius or Lothidar to perform similar services for other nearby nobles. But he would receive his payment, your actual carriage would arrive, and you could take that if you so choose. Is is that dude like a trucker? I mean more or less, I guess, yeah. That's Yeah, I, I suppose that's what he would be doing. He would largely be analog. He just <laughs> 
50 gold, I'll drive your carriage around for two weeks because it takes a long time. And that's that's covering his like ferry fees and stuff, getting across the various rivers and uh, boarding on his way down. But you take your original carriage or magical carriage, however irrelevant, up to the Palace of Birdsong to meet with the princess. And as you arrive to the ever-present cacophonous horde of colorful peacocks and other birds swarming around the aptly named palace. You leave your carriage with some of the serving staff, and they take it over to the carriage house. You disembark, and immediately, Eutropia's dog comes charging around the side of the building towards you. The lot of you would have been introduced to him back in Opara when you, were, when you had first met her in Martella's apartment where she was in hiding. Very excitable, tail a-wagging. This dog is either remembers you and is just super excited, or is just a very excitable dog in general. He seemed oh. to be quite bouncy back in the day, and with a deafening bark and this seemingly uh, tail wag that probably deals non-lethal damage to people it comes into contact with, he kind of circles around you, following as you head into the manor. Uh, the servants bustling around, cleaning, moving things about, giving him a wide berth and a smile. <laughs> and as you <laughs> as you arrive, uh, a servant leads you back up to Martella's office, where this time Princess Eutropia is waiting. And as the group of you head into the room, still with this dog who now is running a full lap around the room to both Eutropia and the group of you, very excited. Eutropia kind of trying to keep him out of the way, maintaining some semblance of dignity and royalty with her incredibly happy Taldogus running around. And she just, uh, I want to thank you again. Taldogus, sit. <laughs> Sits there. Very excited, pauses, but doesn't sit down. Sit. Taldogus. Like, does that thing where he touches his butt to the ground, but he's too excited to stay down, you know, the dog thing, a Can couple of times? <laughs> Do you want, want to make a handle animal check? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he hasn't gotten to do this since the gold pebble. Roll me a handle animal check, Mel. That's a basic command, at least. <laughs> 13. <laughs> what do you just tell him to sit? Yeah, if he knows the command sit, that, that would do it. He looks at you, understanding he's being talked to, uh, runs over to you very excitedly, and sits down, kind of now scooting across the floor like he has worms <laughs> just excitedly around the group of you. Eutrophia rubs her forehead a bit. Not as amused as she possibly could be. Let's start over again, shall we? I wanted to thank you again both for your loyal service and more personally for returning Carius to me. I don't understand who would have the resources to raise him from the dead after so many years, but it seems obvious the plan is to disrupt both Pisarius's and my own claims to the throne. For now, he's safe. He's recovering. He's having some trouble remembering his past, who he is, and he can't tell us much of how he's arrived here. But it's improving. He does seem haunted by this unfortunate transition. 
Hopefully, Carius can provide us with additional details once the cultist's drugs wear off and he feels more comfortable return to his skin. In the meantime, again, it is an infinite kindness to simply be able to see my brother again. Now, I don't normally receive your assignments from Martella Lothied, though she hates her surname so, but she is presently in Kadira trying to prevent a war. After your encounter in Yanmus, you returned with evidence that Maxilar is conducting false attacks on Talden border communities, disguising his soldiers as Kadirans. My follow-up investigations has revealed he's also conducted retaliatory attacks against Kadiran targets in response. He seems to believe a nation at war will select a general as its emperor. And he's probably right. But I don't need to remind you the last time I went to war with Kadira, it lasted five centuries, cost millions of lives, and half our empire. But there is some good news. We are not alone in wanting to prevent this. You're familiar with the Lion Blades, I assume, at least in name. Yeah, we are. We are. Up until now, they've been reluctant to take a side in the secession debate. But with Maxilar risking the nation's safety, they've reached out to me for assistance. Seems all their resources in Zimar have suddenly gone dark, and they need new eyes in the city. You've proven yourselves my most loyal and reliable agents so far. I'd like you to proceed to Apara, to the Kithrodian Academy. Meet with a woman named Kathan Zelar. She'll provide you with additional information, training, and resources for this joint venture. She also asked you return an Oak Arena, constructed by a master artisan of the Kithrodian Academy that's been housed here at the palace for the last few centuries as a sign of good faith. And uh, she has on her desk a very bright blue uh, with golden trim around the finger holes in the mouthpiece, but otherwise fairly simply carved ocarina, which she slides forward across the desk. That sounds familiar. Now, you likely have questions. I am not Martella, unfortunately, but I can answer them to the best I can. Well, what are we looking forward to when we arrive back in Opara? training. The Kithrodian Academy, a secret known to few, serves two purposes, both as a bardic college on the surface and as the Lion Blades training facilities beneath. I am well acquainted. With half of them at the very least. Exactly what type of training are we looking at here? Well, as I understand it, You'll be infiltrating Zimar, a fortified city passionately loyal to the Pytherius family, and very wary of outsiders. Uh, the Lion Blades have done this many times before, and I presume they have insights unknown to the general public that may be of useful to, uh, usefulness to you. Pretty much all I needed to ask. Anyone else? I'm ready to go back home. Unfortunately, I, I do have very little information of value. Uh, by necessity, the Lion Blades keep their operations very secretive, and I only know half of Martella's plans for the city. All I know is, at the very least, whatever his motivations or intentions, we cannot 
allow General Pytherius to reignite this conflict. Taldor needs a strong leader. But not at such a cost. Now I have a little more for you. A, a package that Martella had left for you. And she shoots down under the desk and pulls out a like brown, very plain paper rectangular wrapped box putting it across the table not entirely positive the specifics of the thing but it's one of her creations and hopefully it will be of use to you take a look see if you can determine how to use the device All right. i'll open it up <laughs> and as you tear into this package here you unveil actually got an image for this here if I I'm pretty sure I've got an image for this if I can find it do I not though that's really depressing there's a picture in the actual PDF surely there's a picture in the thing oh come on don't maybe put the actual PDF up PDF up it has pictures for everything else why is this the way that you are Ah, because it's technically under monsters. There we go. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. She, uh, inside the box, lined with a soft inner wrapping, is what appears to be a mechanical beetle with a oh. massive lens set into the top of it. A uh, pair of antennas set beneath the pincers and copper wiring running around the metal shell of the thing itself. Uh... Give me a knowledge engineering. Whoever wants to go ahead and roll to see what exactly this thing is. I mean, I can try. Historically, you are really are bad at constructs. Uh, good news. Dara can definitely tell you what it is. I got a 32. Hey, this you, is the you... first construct I ever have seen in my life that I knew what it was. <laughs> you knew one. This is a simple enough thing. I mean, this is also the first one. It's not, you know, trying to attack you. Or it's just huge, and you actually can pick it up and look through it and very thoroughly inspect the thing. This little clockwork creature has several interesting features. It's able to be wound like any clockwork and then deployed with fairly basic construct orders or left to do its business. But its primary feature is that through the lens on its back and the small antennas in its mouth, it can record its surroundings. Uh, this thing can both see, and it's a spy camera, basically. It's a little mechanical spy camera. It can both see the area around it and uh, play back a very basic and fairly short uh, well, not, not terribly sure. It can record up to an hour, actually. But you can't, like, leave it in a place for two days and then go through everything. Uh, and once it has been instructed or activated to begin recording, it can't, like, be ordered to cut that up. It will record for an hour or until it is stopped because it's been collected. Uh, it'll record what it sees, and it'll record... It'll archive all sound within about a 20-foot radius around the thing. It's not particularly fantastic at picking up audio, but it can do it. 
The second feature is unless you flip a safety, if it is damaged or destroyed one round later, it will release an incredibly high-pitched alarm and explode. Doing really very little damage. It's not, like, dangerous, but it will destroy any evidence it has. Mm. Now, the thing is a construct. You can give it very basic commands. Uh, the casing on the back, the where the, the shell casing, where thorax would be, where there's an actual bug, does open into folding thin cloth wings. It can fly, albeit very clumsily. Uh, small actuated hooks at the end of each of its legs also allow it to climb even relatively sheer surfaces. It's also... Mm, bigger than it may look like it is here. It's a... Uh, about two feet long. It's not super tiny. It's not oh, like this is gonna crawl under somebody's door and start recording. It's a. Uh, What's the point? Well, it can still hide itself relatively well. There is a couple bits of magic in here. Uh, the gem it uses to record what it sees and hears, and a second function that isn't quite invisibility but it's more like a, a shimmering... It's like it becomes almost transparent and difficult to see. So it can hide relatively well, but it's not a thing you're going to just, like, stick in a wall in someone's bedroom and just assume they're not going to notice it. And or we'll think need, it's an actual bug just Or think it's an actual it. bug. What you yeah, do will, with this is you put it on the inside of a suit of full plate where no one will ever find it. I Yeah, if there's, like, a... a an armor display? You could get this thing inside the Kirasov? Absolutely. I mean, that's the kind of thing you find in the castles, like breastplates and armor and stuff on display. You just slap it in one of those. Yeah, about two feet long, and the thing's a little less than 40 pounds. So it's a, it's a beefy boy. It's not a, it's not beetle-sized. I probably should have led with this. It's not it's <laughs> not beetle-sized. It's, it's a chunk. It's I a wish beetles could get chunk. that big. That'd be awesome. No! No, you That'd don't. Oh, oh, you don't click, wish no, clicker beetles that big would be really cool. They would rip your leg off and walk away with it. Clicker beetles are harmless. Not that size. It would still be harmless. But with your 21 and 32s on engineering, either Dara or Baylor, Baylor can look this over, uh, pretty easily figure out how to access all of its functions. And uh, I will also... For purposes of brevity, give each of you two questions if you have any more you want to ask about the thing, like as far as mechanics. And because you have the thing to actually inspect, you can like straight up ask, like, what's its AC? I can give you stuff like that because you can kind of compare how difficult will this be to damage to a suit of armor sort of stuff and do those comparisons in the inspection. I, I will just give you numbers if you want. Baylor? You want to know anything specific? I think what we've got about what's going to be useful as far as actually using it, so I don't have. Uh, Dara? I agree. I uh, could probably barely lift this thing. It's so large. <laughs> Fair enough. 
So this thing does come with a small key, like all clockwork, clockworks to wind it up and activate it. And it has the power to run for about a day uh, before it will have unwound. So it's got about 24 hours of power in a wind-up. Can you send it, like, and have it, and then have it, give it a command to return? Yeah. You can, it, it's a construct. It can take simple, simple commands. It is like a magically animated construct. Clockworks are kind of strange in Pathfinder because they're sort of both. Uh, it's both mechanical and still powered via magic. So it does understand simple commands. You can tell it, hey, fly to that building, record for an hour, and then come back. And it'll... It's, it's like a two-foot beetle bring through the air like a freaking Imagine trying to make a drone sneak up to a window. Yeah, that's... that's Think of this like it's a drone. That's actually probably a better way to think of it. Because uh, with how it looks and the fact that it's a beetle, you might think hide it in a, at a house plant. This is more of a drone. You what can you hide it inside. What are supposed to do with this thing? Put it behind a painting in a suit of armor. Like, find a place where it fits that people don't typically check. And uh, Princess Utropia Outside a window on a tall building while there's a conversation going on in the room. I will admit this is far from my wheelhouse, and unfortunately I wouldn't be able to give you the advice that Martella could. Other than simple instructions for the thing, which you seem to have figured out for yourselves, I can only assume she simply hopes it will be helpful. I'm sure we can find a use for it. Spy tools are always useful to at least a certain extent. With that, though, I've little else to offer you, I'm afraid. We've travel arranged with a carriage, or you can take your own, of course, down to Opara. There's no particularly subtle, uh, particular subtlety needed here. But the instructions are fairly straightforward. Uh, the Lion Blade's representative, this Lady Zalar, has requested that you meet her directly in the Kithrodian Academy's rear gardens at sundown in slightly over one week, which would be today is the 11th, so let's just say the 19th of Erastus, uh, next wheel day. That does give you a few days to prepare, if you so need, or a few days to relax in Opara, before whatever it is you, you wish to do, really. Like to see the state of Opara. Be good to visit my family for at least a day. Well, take it as you will, but I've little else to offer you, I'm afraid. I have one question of something that's suddenly come to mind. Of course. Do you know if just around the palace there are any I guess small portraits or sketches of, say, Martella's father or anything like that? Sketches? Um, I'm I'm sure out of out of Eutropia's character, I'm sure that around the Lothied, uh, what was the Lothied estate here, that there would certainly be various pieces of art. If nothing else, there is definitely a room or a hall that just has the genealogy of the Lothied patriarchs going from. Panavar 1 through 6 to Mercator to Bartleby. Yeah, I'm asking if there's any, like, small ones that could be easily carried around. Roll me a D100. 
I don't know. We'll give you the we'll give you the the maybe on that. We'll give you uh, like a forty percent chance you can find a small one. Has artists in the group. That's a thirty-three. Thirty-three. No, I wouldn't say there are any like pocket-sized ones you'd be able to find. Are there full portraits? It would certainly be full portraits. I um, can just make a pocket version. No, you could you could certainly use artistry to turn one of the full portraits into a sketch. That may work for my purposes. You think you could make me a fairly accurate sketch based off of portrait, Nell? Uh, you give me the details, uh, give me the size, and I could probably have it in a, about an hour. And it's only going to be pocket size. It shouldn't take terribly long. Absolutely doable. Uh, is What do you need it for? Just for do I need to have him roll reasons? Is I mean, a focus for a spell. I could take ten and easily make. Which it is DC. what, Baylor? He needs it for a spell component for some scrying or something. Is this for scrying? <laughs> it's not scrying, because I'm asking about Martella's father who is dead. Yes. Oh no. Is, is there a variant of speak with dead that does not require the body? No. Just give me the spell so I can figure out if I need to have him do it, if this will work for you. I can't answer your questions if you don't. Oh. That's I probably okay. need to roll. So, yeah, you're not telling the party this. You're, this is just for me as the GM to, to facilitate. I'm just, I'm just asking about this. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not showing the stream either. I'm just, they, might, they might see it if, the, when, if that's still there when the heroes do this. <laughs> that works. So I fill the chat well, you log. Trust Baylor when he's being secret. Nah, let me look. Let me look at this. Obviously, the party is going to see it, but ignore it. Uh, <laughs> hmm. That face. Hmm, this breaks my whole idea of the campaign. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just looking. I. The, 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 the part, once you get to the quotation marks, is the original spell because it's referencing the other one. I don't... Yeah, it, it says... It, specific, it specifically calls out a sketch. And uh, Nell could certainly do more than a sketch, so absolutely that would work as the material component for such a spell. Focus. So, because I want to. <laughs> focus. Material components are consumed. Focuses are not. That's true. You so I only need this one. Just, uh, <laughs> just continue using it for whatever it is you're going to do. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, if you, if you want to just roll to roll, and then I'm going to yeah. stop you from rolling dice. 28. Yep, then Pretty, absolutely. That is one sketch. better than taking 10. Uh, he will, uh, since you have the time to work on this, he will provide you with a fantastic rendition of uh, Mercator Lothied's portrait from the family genealogy and the Palace of Birdsong. Easily. Now. Here's your pocket portrait, Baylor. As far as planning for the party, if you take a carriage, it's going to take you a week to get a, to Opara. If you teleport, I'm not going to say there is anywhere in Opara that you're going to have better than studied carefully for a teleport. Uh, unless you can give me a good case for a very familiar... I don't think... He doesn't live there. You were... They're relatively Does briefly. Do you have to use his recollection of places? Yes. 
Okay. As an aspiring Senate member, would he not be extremely familiar with the Senate House? No, he's been in it one time. Oh. Is the, and that was the a very safe room underneath where we were down there for like four we days did trying stay to find our way for <laughs> multiple <laughs> days. That that and whoever you stayed with while you were in Apara's house are the two studied carefully. Is I'll even give you. I, I figured because yeah, very familiar is beyond is way beyond that. Uh, honestly, I'm not even positive they'd qualify for studied carefully. Really. Uh, for only being there a couple days and this not How even long being did a... we study the safe room trying to figure out how to get out of there? <laughs> That's why I will give you studying carefully specifically the safe room. But the point is, if you try to teleport to Opara, I am going to make you roll for it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you, would, you will, I would rather You will know it's a 94% chance to be fine, but you're well, not familiar enough hell? with any location <laughs> in, uh, in Opara. I can't to... a totally acceptable option. So... You're in Lothidar now. Uh, I would have taken you the majority of the evening to get there. Uh, you, you are, of course, free to stay in the Palace of Birdsong if you don't want to ride back to the Rostam Estate overnight. I'm sure you're free to just friggin' teleport down there. Uh, you can actually take the whole party. Yeah, you can take exactly five people because, and I'll tell this to the uh, the listeners in the chat as well because I don't know if I've exp expressed this yet. I have made a slight modification to the teleport spell because... As written, you can bring along. Where is how many creatures? There's a hard one per three levels. One per three levels, which when you get teleport, you get fifth level spells as a ninth level wizard. One extra per, uh, person per three levels is a total of four people, which I feel is pretty clearly intended to allow you to teleport your whole party, because the party is generally four people. So because we play with five. I am just giving him a plus one to the number of people he can bring along in his teleport. Because again, I feel like the intention is clearly that you are able to teleport your whole party uh, at level nine when you acquire the spell. So you Nori, can how long can you hold your breath? Get in this bag of holding. <laughs> uh, not getting in that bag. So if you, if you teleport back, you leave your carriage here. But uh, you have some extra days. You have nine days before your meeting with Lady Zalar. And it'll take you seven to get to Opara. So even if you rest here, head back and spend a full day in Opara or in the estate preparing to leave, you'll still make it with plenty of time. So what well, do you want to do, party? Before any of that happens, I would uh, actually ask Eutropia if she'd let me see Carius before we go. I can't say that I feel I have the right to deny you such a request. I can only... I, I understand. You did save him, and I'm sure he would be happy to see your faces. Uh, I've been trying to allow him to rest as much as possible, and given his state, him overcoming whatever the cult did to him, I only worry about bringing him mentally back to his time in Yonmas. That's fair. Can can I just give you something to give to him then? Of course. I'm going to pull out my raven statue and tell him if he ever needs to get a hold of me, get a hold of a raven, you send a raven, and I'll give it to you, Tropia. He'll take your, your raven figurine. I've 
used these before. These. If you teach me the command word for it. Of course. I'll see to it that he's able to use it to contact you if he wishes. Thank you. Great. Thank and you. And you would teach her the command word for the, the raven and leave it with her. Is there, there any anything that we could bring him from Opara that he might want? Something that he can't have out here or in Marat? Well, if you can manage the palace, <laughs> I'm well, sure I'm, he'd be We're happy. working on that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, but, we'll have to get back to you on that one, but it'll 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 be coming eventually. Maybe just something fun that he. I don't imagine had. there's much he'd be able to retrieve for him without heading into the Imperial Palace, which is still unfortunately locked down. Uh, most uh, a large portion, anyway, of his childhood was spe spent out here, anyway, and it seems to be a large part of what he remembers. Uh, I appreciate your concern, uh, Miss Abendego, and I thank you, all of you, but. I fear you've bigger things to worry yourselves about. I believe that'll be the end of that. So, what is the plan for travel? How are That's we doing up to this? the wizard. Did anybody not come to the palace fully prepared to just leap off and go wherever? Well, is it is evening at this point because riding the carriage from Stockies to Lothidar takes the better part of a day. Uh, but I feel like most of us probably just packed, ready to go to do anything. Hey, yeah, we're getting summoned. We're ready. I, I was. How, like, as the crow flies, how far is the Bettany estate from the Palace of Birdsong? I can grab the Marat map again real quick, and we can bring us over to a place we have not been for a minute, and we can see. So in the map of Marat here, uh, unfortunately, as the bird flies is not much better. It's about 11 miles, uh, 10 to the Bettany Estate, 11 to Stockies uh, from Lothidar. And add another mile to that if you're leaving from the Palace of Birdsong. Like right on top of all this. If there is anything in the estate anyone has left behind and would need we could still spend the night here and tomorrow i could get there and back in less than three hours much faster than a carriage then again we've covered that the purpose of the carriage is not speed it's being in a carriage because uh opara is like it's more north of here isn't it opara is south Apara is oh, very is far to the south. Uh, yes, this is on the edge of the Verudan Forest, actually. I don't have access to an Sea region map to pull up right now, but this is very, like, almost straight north and a bit. It's like north-northeast of Apara. Uh, seven days north-northeast. It's, it's definitely not south. You're almost near the northern edge of Taldor on the Verudan Forest. The river kingdoms are not far beyond this. Well, I mean, we'd be more or less going the direction of Stockies anyway. It wouldn't be too far out of the way if we start leaving yeah, tomorrow that is to also, stop it's, it's by. Not, it's not a huge detour. So, sounds to me like you want to stay the night in the Palace of Birdsong. Sure. Work the, for me? Well, it's been great every other time you slept in the Palace of Birdsong. Nothing horrible's ever happened to anybody who slept in the Palace of Birdsong. Hey, the worst thing that ever happened to me when I slept in the Palace of Birdsong was Nell screaming at me first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> There. 
That's fair. Dead end bedroom. Well, you all rest the night in the palace, uh, preparing yourselves to leave out the following morning. And since Ellers has long since been banished, and there is nothing horrible here anymore, by the time the sun rises... And you wake, prepare your spells, and ready yourselves to leave. Nothing terrible has happened to anyone. In fact, now it's an incredibly pleasant experience. You wake up in the morning, and uh, as you're bathing in all the various facilities available here, a team of servants arrives with a selection of teas, coffees, oatmeals, and fruits for breakfast. It's, you know, how it should probably have been without the horrible Ellers nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, same to me. <laughs> and uh, with that, you begin your journey down to Apara, which, as I said, is going to take you a full week. So seven days later. Hold on. During that trip, I'm going to ask Baylor multiple times to play with <sighs> the puzzle box thing. I was gonna get to tell me uh, what you do as you're traveling and how okay. you spend your time. I was just I beat to you to it first. Yeah, so you can go ahead and kick the kick us off with that now. <laughs> how about instead, I show you what your work was for? Sure. All right, I'm going to pull out this sketch of. It Mercado, you said is uh, Mercator. Mercator. I'll put Mercator. it in the chat because it is a strange kind of a name. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, to be completely honest with you. That almost sounds like a job. Kind of does. He's yeah. a Mercator. He's a Mercator of Lothids. <laughs> well, he was a Mercator of Lothids. Now he's dead. Wow. But uh, I've been wanting to test this to make sure it works anyway. So I'm going to take this sketch. And start casting a spell. All right. This spell is going to take a full minute concentrating on it. That is some heavy magic you have going on there. And at first, it doesn't seem like much is happening. But then my features start to kind of melt and morph. And by the end of the spell... Mercator Lothied is in this carriage with you. Who does not have a token, so I will That's let you actually cool trick, describe Baylor. what he looks like. And I can actually work with that. And <laughs> since I now have a greater hat of disguise and my sleeves of mini garments, I can pull the exact same thing, except now I look, in, look and sound and dressed exactly like Martella. So in a moment, Neldar and Nori, you are left riding in the carriage here with uh, a Lothied you don't recognize, but from the, what you've seen in the portraits, you, I mean, you've seen in the halls of the palace, very clearly Martella's father and Martella herself. Well, this is creepier than I had assumed <laughs> this ride was going to be. Literally took the words right out of my mouth. It gets uh, a bit better. I'm going to set the sketch down a little bit away from me. 
Inori, detect magic. Okay. I'll wave some detect magic. All right. And what does she detect? Uh, Baylor. There is no aura of uh, transmutation on me. But here in the confines of the carriage of the width of a detect magic cone, you would pick up that it is on the sketch, not on Baylor. That's probably nice being on me too. You to would definitely them. detect oh, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you you're definitely you, know, <laughs> you light up transmutation all over. Uh, but Baylor does not. Uh, only the magical items he has on his person. You, your whole body would give off a uh, moderate aura of transmutation from the disguise hat. But only mm. Baylor's paper gives off the aura of his disguise, not Baylor himself. That's a cool trick, gotta say. And I don't know I don't know how old Mercator was in the picture you copied, but I probably look older than that. You would look, look maybe very slightly older because he passed away relatively young. So, uh, so I, I, I look like he looked towards the end of his life, regardless which is, which of which is probably about what that portrait looks like. You would maybe look maybe just a little older. Or do you sound the same? I never heard his voice. Yeah. So I can't so copy it, really. It is Baylor's voice coming out of Mercator Love. It's Baylor. But I, but I can change my voice just like anybody else can change their voice. <laughs> That's talent right there. See, as long as you're not talking to someone who knows what he sounds like, anyone could sound like him. He's been dead a while. Also, it doesn't even have to be they know who he is. I don't look like me. Exactly. We're getting very well known, and that can be a problem. Have you guys seen that I just have a looking... hood on this trench coat? Like... Come on, blowing minds out here, right? <laughs> Valor uses a spell, no magical signature shop on his body. He takes the form of Martella's deceased father. With her hat and her sleeves, Kahina completely transforms herself to look like Martella. And Nori's like, uh? Puts her hood up. Uh? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so I wanted to raise the question that if I was to cut off most of my hair and shave my beard, would it be harder to tell who I am? Well, I mean, changing any facet of your appearance is going to make you less recognizable. So, I mean, categorically, yes. Hmm. I tried dyeing the hair before the... it doesn't die. Are you going to shave the glorious stalwart beard? Not shave, trim. But, uh, I'll trim it for you. I will say, if you're willing to make large enough modifications to your person like that, it's not going to help you with the disguise check to be anybody, but I will give you a, like, plus two to a disguise check to be literally anybody but you. Just not just, yourself. Just not you. Yeah, if you make a, a change, like, shaving off your a very recognizable beard or dyeing your hair or something like that. I'll give you a plus two to disguise yourself as not you. Okay. But over the seven days of the journey in your carriage back down to Apara, to a place that a lot of you live and ha none of you have seen since the Exaltation Massacre and, well, you're running with the Brotherhood of Silence trying to save Lady Martella from Wisilka the Fantabulous. 
Oh, Still. Geez. It's okay. She's dead now. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't have to. It's okay. We, everyone was triggered by halflings for quite some time. She's, she's been that. dead for many months. She's been dead. She is well beyond race dead. Uh, she is very, very, probably, possibly still rotting in the basement of Artelis Thanos. Uh, With no clothes on. Yeah, naked rotting in the basement <laughs> of Artelis Thanos. <laughs> That's right. Come in the room and she's because naked. Baylor, Baylor, what are you doing? Storo stole our, all our clothes. So. Specifically for the pocket. Because she had a magical pocket, so he stole her jester outfit. So, you have a naked rotting halfling in the basement of Martella's safe house. But, as you all approach Opara, this is the kind of stuff this city brings back to you. This, uh, even though, though you, many of you have lived here for decades, or close to it, these are the memories most fresh in your mind. The massacre in the Senate Hall, fighting through the sub-levels with Silka and Amistos that made you all at least somewhat racist against halflings for all of Marat. How does this make you feel? Let's do this backwards. How are you approaching this? What is your state of mind, Inori? Uh, kind of nervous about what lies ahead at the same time wanting to be home again and see her shop and familiarity, but at the same time uh, remembering all those things that happened the last time we were here and all that all at the same time. It's, uh, it's an experience coming back. And uh, for you, your empathetic link with Ciaran goes both ways. And uh, as you draw close to the city on the 6th or the 7th day, you can feel this as well. And you hear his voice ring into your mind again. Well, I wouldn't be too concerned, girl. I remember last time we were down here, you had difficulty cutting a rat in half. This is true. I feel like... We've made at least some progress since then. I'd say a considerable amount, being that I didn't even know you were an awakened sword for last time I was in this shop. Well, you didn't leave me much choice in to intervene, though, did you? No, I guess not. Kina, how about you? You got a particularly interesting. You're going back to specifically the Kithrodian Academy, which is mm -hmm. where you were trained as a bard in the first place. Where you became yeah. an agent of Martellas. And though you may not have known its double function as a facility for the Lion Blades, honestly, with what you've seen there, I imagine it's not terribly surprising. <laughs> but how do you feel heading back in? Um, Both... Very much like Anori, both happy that I'm going somewhere extremely familiar, uh, basically going back to school to pick up some stuff that I didn't get to learn the first time around, but also very upset knowing that not, you know, halfway across town, my father's languishing and dying in jail, and that my um, family's merchant holdings are all but basically closed up down near the docks. And it just makes me angrier and angrier and wanting to see Pytherius's head on the end of my, um, at the, at the end of my weapon. Dara? Uh, Dara's going to be fair, uh, or I'm going to be fairly stoic. Uh, 
to the not not practice for most of you you'd be able to tell that the closer we got the more twitchy i was so like where i'd be fairly stoic on the surface like maybe I'd, my knee would be bouncing or i'd be like twiddling something and as we would be going uh my eyes would kind of be drawn to my bag which would probably be on the top shelf of the carriage or something yeah stood up above you or under you see yeah either. so like somewhere um and like my eyes would be drawn to it i jerk away get kind of twitchy uh and then eyes would get drawn back to it and then visibly try and shut down and keep going no give me yours uh there is a mix of excitement and concern both for the exact same reason i signed up to to join along with this to better the country for friends and family and i feel as if this is going to be a very important step towards that so a little bit of both of those feelings are coming into play as we approach you miller Just kind of thinking back and trying to figure out how all of this ended up happening. <laughs> That's true. I, how did I get here? I like I, I into my later life just decided to get into politics. I'm like I know a lot about stuff. I could make good decisions for things. <laughs> I should get into politics, and threw my hat in with the changing of primogeniture to support Eutropia. Not really feeling that attached to it just because like hey it looks like this is gonna win may as well be on the winning side and nothing since that point has gone the way <laughs> anyone could have predicted i just wanted to be a local senator i didn't want to professionally burn people's houses down and fight psychopomps yeah just this like is... thinking back on all the stuff that's occurred and the things i've done that i never thought would have been happening just from making that decision of I should get into politics. Because <laughs> even with your elven blood, you're getting older. You're a middle-aged half-elf, right? I mean... Yeah, middle-aged. You are like the grandpa that's just keeping the party going here. The, well, I was going to say the moral compass, but that torch has long since been passed quite literally, immediately after learning Sirocco. But, uh... I've, I've learned some more stuff since then, but yeah, it kind of started there. <laughs> All of these feelings kind of mill about as your journey comes full circle back around and you pass through the Lion's Gate into Opara. Uh, once again, you see those massive enchanted lions shaped in the image of the, the mythical Grograsant gracing the tops of the marbled gate. No roaring at this particular moment. One laying down, flicking its tail back and forth over the side of its pillar, and the other sat upright, simply watching as the traffic passes below. You find your ways back in well-known streets, back in the capital. You come in with your carriage, and your meeting is not until tomorrow night. You would arrive fairly late in the evening. 
So I guess the question is, where are you parking? And where are you staying for this last night before you head out to the Ketherodian Gardens to meet up with Lady Zalar? And as a follow-up question, does that name sound familiar to anybody? Say it one more time. Lady Zalar. The lady we freed from the basement. That was uh, Milson Court. Oh. Maybe, or there was two but that she helped was with us. The lion too. Yes, Milson Court. You did free a lion blade from the yeah. cult. Just think about it. Just don't gotta. Just think, because I feel like that's exactly the feeling you guys would be getting. As occasionally you draw, like, that guy's kind of familiar. But you've met a few people affiliated with the Lion Blades. You freed one from the Twilight's children. But all of you, other than I think just Baylor, have a home in town here in a part that you can retire to. And Nell, you have a noble estate and certainly a place to put a carriage and a family that you just kind of disappeared for six months from <laughs> and uh haven't so much sent a letter to ever since don't know if is it's that a... uncommon for nell not really no <laughs> <laughs> don't know if it would be totally wise for me to go back to my home maybe not at the moment oh i mean i have an entire estate with at least a few guest bedrooms that will be available. Yeah. Baylor has the same invitation extended to him as last time, and you're welcome to use one as well. I think I'm gonna end up going with Nell. I can't okay. believe Pytheris be very happy with, you know, killing Mercondus. And you are back in Mercondus died in an accident. Um, <laughs> it sure. was unrelated. He to died in a beheading events. accident. <laughs> a <laughs> beheading don't... accident in his end. <laughs> this is tragic and unavoidable. I I don't feel like I need to be clapped in irons and taken away. So, Baylor, are you taking up uh, Sir Stellarth and his invitation as well? I believe that's what you did before. You, uh, yeah, I won't turn it down. Won't be the first time you've stayed at the Stellarth estate. Uh, Inori, I'm not to ask you. You're heading back to your shop, I'm sure. You're gonna split ways with the party for the evening, and I imagine meet back up with them tomorrow night. Yeah, I, absolutely. I have to go back, see how it is, maybe get some sleep in my own bed for a change. And Dara, where are you headed home? Uh, I'm gonna start heading home, and then probably chicken out and go with either Inori or... <laughs> No. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come with if you like. Maybe go with Anori uh, then, yeah. So, we got two groups here. We'll go ahead and start with the Stalwart Estate since there's so many people there. As Nell has told us, this is not terribly uncommon for him. This is a thing that kind of happens sometimes, but his disappearing or his drunken adventures are usually something more the talk of a local pub, not closer to the scale of Caden yeah. Kalian himself that Typically, we may be... it would be in and around Opara, maybe going as far as to a neighboring village. Something within a day's like, travel. Yeah, like a suburb almost, outskirts. Yep. Not Marat and Yanmis and a legend coming back before you. But as you would uh, take the carriage back, and you would all split from there, take the carriage up into the uh, the wheelhouse you would be greeted by once again remind me the name of that servant of yours now 
See, this is the fun part where I, I don't think we gave that man specific. I don't think we gave him a name either because I don't have it written down. But uh, it's your servant. It's your backstory, so you can give me a name for him. Or you Unless can take you, one of the uh, names from yeah. chat. Or if yeah. you, uh, oh, I do let's, have let's a. Let's take one from the roll. Well, all right, then he's going to gender swap because... <laughs> That's perfectly fine because uh, this is just the door. I have a big old list of female names I'm trying to get through. So uh, the this was before the Paizo channel, so all of you that have just been watching us from here wouldn't have met this before, but it's going to be a minor retcon that this this almost... Well, it, was just, it was just somebody else. No, two people doing this jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this almost Alfred-esque father figure servant of Nell's it was definitely a woman it wasn't a man and her name is Vivian and Vivian would be the first to greet you there as you step out of the carriage and she just look up and down standing by not sure who it is that's arriving until the group of you and Nell come out which a small amount of more confusement and amusement would pass over her face and she'd look up. Don't recall us lending you this carriage to sell. We're not going to say recognize it from anywhere. I'm sorry, repeat that. I was looking at names. I have names for a lot of the people in the house. Oh, that would be a perfect amount of stalwarts not really paying attention as he's just getting out of the carriage. <laughs> and she just shakes her head. And say, were it my place, I would smack you. Abandoning oh, your parents. I like her. Abandoning your parents, not just on a drunken tirade out into the countryside, but stories from Yonmas, the Avon Prefecture. What could you possibly have been doing up there? Wrestling dire lions. So I've heard. You have any idea the worry you've caused your father? Yeah, I had to go really far to find the lions. I'm sorry. And I'm sure you're aware it's very little, all things considered. <sighs> Step inside, prepare rooms. And uh, Vivian leads you all back into the stalwart estate here. Well, there are plenty of rooms, and at the moment, as you arrive in the evening, your father would be reminded. Are both your parents still here? Yeah. I thought so, but I wasn't positive. Uh, your father would be preparing some bits of uh, things for business in the evening, retiring up into his office. And your mother would be curious as to who the guests were. I would arrive downtown. I would have a reaction that would make Dame Crab proud as uh, she rushes forward, uh, embracing Nell immediately with a flurry of almost unintelligible words coming out. At this point, I imagine at the gate, Dara and Inori probably would have both taken their leave out their different directions that, whoops, would have become the same direction. Baylor and Kahina are just kind of there for a moment and so, uh, that was at Nell's uh, house last time he was at his house so <laughs> so after being assaulted by motherly affection I will turn to my two companions and say this is my mother Josephine Stalwart and she is uh, going to look across oh, of course they know we've met I recall Sir Landless and well, uh, you never met her I have not met her I apologize uh, Lady Rostam Lady Rostam. She is a half-elf. Did... On all of your journeys out of the town, your friends are getting married. You're being attacked by lions, if what I hear is to be believed. Well, attacking the lions more like it, but yes. Oh, 
Come, come, I'll have the servants ready some supper. Vivian's preparing the rooms. We have enough to house the three of you. It's plenty. Uh, we've, uh, we can prepare something. And she calls out to another one of your lesser serving staff. You've probably only got two or three, I imagine, uh, to just start readying some amount of food and pressing you indefinitely for the stories and various dangers you've been through. And as you regale your mother with however much you care to share of your previous journeys, you guys Probably get a nice... Probably with me correcting a lot of the details. <laughs> There's actually five servants. Five servants, okay. You get a lot of... Uh... Only to do the general in-house stuff. So. Okay. You get a lot of warm food and comforts, and then eventually Vivian brings you up into your assorted rooms. And uh, as she shows you each two various chambers, she comes back around to Nell's, uh, just kind of in the doorway as you're putting your things away and looking through, making sure everything's still in its place, whatever it is you're doing, or you return to your bedroom. And she kind of folds her hands with an eyebrow raised. I never talked to you much of my family. Sorry, Stalwart. Be Master Stalwart because you're the son. Should call you Master Stalwart. Master Stalwart. Not that I particularly remember. I haven't been to Yonmus myself, but I actually do have a brother there. I keep much in touch with him, but he had an interesting story to tell with a run-in with a Lord Stalwart and his adventures, which had a very different tone from that which we've heard around the taverns and shops of town. What would this story be? I believe you met my cousin Oswald. Remember the fire watch up there? Oh, boy. Our good friend Oswald. <laughs> good friend is not exactly how he had put it, no. Uh, we did cause him quite a lot of paperwork. So you conduct yourself exactly the same out of town as you do around it, I take it. I wouldn't be a stalwart if I didn't. No, you wouldn't, and you certainly wouldn't be an elogenous. Anything you need for the evening, Master Sawart, before I imagine you disappear again for another month? Uh, we'll probably be around here for a little while at least, but uh, I believe we're good for the night. Thank you. I suppose we shall see. It is good to see you back safe, if nothing else. Good to see you as well. And given the stories I've heard, it may very well be nothing else. <laughs> good night, Master Sawart. Good night. And she uh, closes the door and heads back to her business. And, I uh, want fan art of Vivian and Oswald now. Get <laughs> <laughs> family portrait of them throwing darts at a picture of Nell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dara, you would have started to head back to your place before you kind of stopped, turned around, and showed up at Anori's office slash home not too long after she did. Uh, probably nearing sundown. Inori would have arrived to find things much in... Do you have employees, Inori? Do you have staff? Or is it just kind of you around the family name, like a PI style sort of thing here? It is a PI style, and there's not many staff, like maybe one or two that we've never actually even seen. Some of them are... I they don't have live here by followers. any means. Yeah. Okay. They would have been, if they were your followers, they would have come back with you. So your place would have been... Largely untouched. Uh, 
which is kind of surprising for the Narrows. That a, a building that had been abandoned for four to six months hasn't seen any kind of looting or anything. But it seems like, you, I mean, you had a name around here somewhat. They, the White Raven was an establishment that was known. And as your reputation through the underground kind of grew with your subterfuge, it seems the petty thieves of Aparov decided it's probably best not to mess with the White Raven's offices. For the assortment of stories they've heard of the Lady Dentho herself. <laughs> Other than the fact that anything you have that's not like dry rice and beans is long since rotted out, you've probably got a fly infestation to deal with in here. Pretty much as you left it. You didn't really get a whole lot of opportunity to clean the place up too much, and you definitely didn't understand the scale of your journey when you left. No, definitely. I've sent some money back recently, but they probably haven't started fixing anything. Yeah, they would have, uh... That would have just been received not too long before you got here, honestly. Yeah, right. But as you look around and start to deal with the worst of a moldy apple hiding in the cupboard with some maggots in it or something, whatever oh. small annoyances there would be around the home. There's a knock on your door. You open, it, open it to Dara. Hello. Hey there, stranger. Mind if I crash here? No, not at all. Come on in. I would, uh, kick out a, a chair and set a bottle of the good stuff in the center of the table with two glasses and I would sit down put my feet up thank you it's, uh, it's much appreciated I am uh, no longer the same person and I do not know if the spirits in my house would recognize me anymore yeah I, I've been noticing um been hitting that bottle kind of hard lately. You everything good? Well, uh, it is just trying to come to terms with why exactly we are doing what we are doing and whether or not we are still the good guys, I suppose. Believe me, I get that. <laughs> Plenty of times I was questioning everything that we do but with the, with the kid it seemed for the first time in a long time straight and narrow you know protect the kid it's a good guy move right I, i've come to notice though it's a lot more shades of gray with everything anymore and all you can really do is the best you can and it's not really worth dwelling on i guess so i i would just try not to beat yourself up over it, you know because whether you want to admit it or not, or any of us, we are a team. And if it gets hairy out there, and I'm suspecting it probably will, we're going to need you. And if you're, you know, not yourself, I could people could die. I mean, you saw what happened to Baylor, Nell. It could be any of us at any time. Well, I was I was hoping that I would have that same feeling from Kerius. I do not know if you heard our conversation when I tried to make him feel safe by uh, reminding him that there are still military that are devoted to him. And uh, he did not believe. He did not believe that there was anyone left in Taldor 
I did not have any any motivations other than for political gain. And this is the country we are fighting for. This country where nobody believes anything other than political gain. There is no, no, no loyalty left at all. That's what we're fighting for, isn't it? That change. Utropia hopefully will bring that change. I believe in her, don't you? But they do not believe either. Never been much for politics. You know, getting into this whole thing is really outside of my wheelhouse. So I'm sure you know. I just... We just gotta keep to it, you know? Yes. Well, I just do not believe I am the same person. I... And I'll reach down and into my bag and pull out this it's clearly a book and wrapped in like a leather to protect it there's like a twine wrapped around it that's that's in a bow but it's clearly pushed flat where where normally when you tie bows you can see they've been untied recently this one has not been untied in forever and it's very very well worn uh, and i'll show i'll lift up the book and show it to an audience yeah, you know, I, I used to care when I killed someone, but I now consider it inevitable. Uh, I had this book to explain to Maat the reason for every kill. Mm-hmm. And I do not, I can no longer even bear to look at this book without this leather on it. And I cannot bear to walk back in my house to see the shrine to my parents. You feel guilty for the lives you've taken? Is that what this is? Can you explain why we killed those people in the cult? Because I cannot, and I cannot explain it to Maat with any sincerity. I would, I try to look at it this way. The names of the people we killed, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible thing. But one name stands out, and that's Carius. We saved Carius, and those people had to die to make that happen. Try to flip your perspective, I guess. Like I said, it's not good and evil. It's somewhere in the middle. You just got to try to do the best you can. That's... I mean, that's about what I've been trying to do. That's what Dad always tried to tell me. He, I mean, he used to do bounties for free for people in the Narrows. He, I mean, we, we were basically starving, and he would run down bounties for nothing. Just who he was. Well, and, you know, the only thing that yeah. I have a very solid belief in is your belief in you doing what is right. That is one of the only reasons I am still here. And it is why I came here instead of going back to my house. I'm not... I don't think I'm the best judge for right and wrong, like I said. I mean, (laughs) my aim is to murder someone, Dara. You understand that, right? But you are a good person. And I cannot call myself as such. Revenge isn't really listed on the the good guy table, as one would think. There are many stories of heroes 
that were made for such reasons. Hmm. I guess if we just continue to have each other's back, maybe we'll get through this thing, huh? I will definitely have yours. Put the book down. You got the couch. I got the bed. <laughs> so, uh... Night, Dar. With that behind us and off of Dara's chest, you might be able to at least rest slightly easier than you have recently. Yeah. I don't know. Is that Does that help? <laughs> is it better? It's not yeah. fixed, but is it better? I feel like it's better. Sometimes just talking it out is all you need to do. <laughs> well, and with that evening's rest... Whether you are at the Stalwart Estates or just here, uh, waiting in Inori's White Raven for stuff to happen the following day and for you to head back out to just continue whatever it is this War for the Crown is going to have you all doing. Uh, Valor is right. This is not anything that any of you anticipated. Nobody signed up for this. It just kind of happened. Let's... Kahina kind of signed up for this. Kahina, okay, Kahina signed up for this. Yeah, Kahina, yeah. Kahina ca quite literally categorically signed up for this, but the other four of you just kind of got thrust into this. Kahina is a direct agent of Martellus, so... I, mean, I guess you're all direct agent of Martellus now, so you don't know yeah. that. Like, she could have started out the same way you guys did. You're That's all Martellus agents now. That's a good point. I mean, kind of just hell-bent on revenge, so, I mean... Why I go around this particular party, I notice, and our the conceptually good aligned party. But uh let's before we head out to the Kithrodian Gardens around sundown this evening, let's take our break here, since we have a perfectly fine The following morning Daran and Nori would awaken in the White Raven. Of course, Baylor and Nell and Kahina are all in the Stalwart estate. And you do, if there's any final things you want from uh, from town, you do have the day, because it's not until sundown that you're going to head out to the gardens and meet with the lion's blades. So if there's anything you need done during the day, otherwise we'll just go ahead and uh, cut up to sundown. You good? I think we're pretty much all covered. We've had tons of opportunities to deal with things, unless there's nothing, anything anyone else specifically wanted in Opara. So, that evening, you all reconvene, get back together, and head out to the Kitharodian Academy. Uh, the only one who would be really familiar with this, obviously, is Kahina, because she got her bardic training here. She got her bard levels. And learned how to bard. Bard learned how to bard good. I learned how to bard. I learned how to insult people really well. Yeah, so so effectively that it actually does not lethal damage to them. <laughs> and uh, the rest of you, of course, would be familiar. The Kithrodian Academy is far from subtle. It is a very, very large uh, campus, and they host grand performances, plays, and operas quite regularly. So it's very possible that some of you could have attended 
or I've been to the Kithronian Academy before. I don't know if Nell, Dara, or Inori really have operas and plays in their wheelhouse, but if you well, do, be, uh, I yeah, definitely Shalin would. Stuff. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, between Shalin. worship of Shaylin right, and Shalin. learning art, I definitely would have spent some time studying there. That is fair, uh, but it would it's be a charisma school. It's not a real school. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey! Tell that to the jokes that hurt you. Do you have an art degree? I was homeschooled, so. Ignore it. was homeschooled. A school of hard knocks. School of not. Clearly not the school of walking in heels. That's definitely not the school you went to. I'll give you that much for sure. Barefoot and kicking faces. School. So you. Yeah, homeschool. You would all around sundown make your way to the rear gardens of the Kithronian Academy. It's a fairly sheltered, but relatively large area, uh, walled in with walkways spreading throughout the various trees, uh, almost like a display from the different regions of Taldor, or even outlying lands that had once conquered. Exotic flowers and bushes with, during the day, a variety of colorful butterflies and birds milling about. During the night, a little bit less activity and not a ton beyond the sound of crickets, really, as the sun begins to go down. Now, you don't really have any information out here other than, well, it's the 19th of Erastus, it's the next toil day, and going to meet somebody. We were told to be at this location at this time on this day. We're here. Yeah, it's, it's a spy stuff. We don't ask questions. We just yep. follow orders. Yeah, and the uh, the specific of the area, specifics of the area are not hard to find. Uh, the administrators' windows on the outside of the buildings that face this garden are very grand and uh, multicolored stained glass frescoes of of scenery. Some of them propped open on this warm summer night, and there's a stone bench down below, more or less where the details of the meeting had directed you to. So all it's really kind of left to do is to sit wait for something to happen or I could dance around and sing because I'm happy to be home you Please could dance around that. and sing Why? we're probably not supposed to draw attention to ourselves I'm just gonna I'm sit down I'm a bard in the middle of the back of the bard's college singing and dancing exactly how does that draw attention to myself how do I not look like every other student here while you're having this conversation, you hear a pair of boots approaching. Uh, metal, heavy, armored boots. And around the corner of the walls and through some of the trees, you would see a pair of men. Uh, one really very large, both in stature and in width. One much more average. Uh, approaching with blue and green uniforms, halberds slung across their backs. There is no knowledge check required to just recognize guards in Opara. Most of you live here. <laughs> the rest of you would know what a guard in Opara looks like. But as they come around the corner and they just sort of look around the garden a bit, and they notice the group of you over there, the uh, larger of the men raises a hand and calls out, Good evening! Stay where you are. We have a few questions for you. All right. Easy enough. How are you doing this evening? Oh, it's a 
perfectly swell one. Duty, of course, calls as it does. Much prefer to be home with the wife, and hopefully we can wrap this up relatively quickly. Uh, who are the group of you? Oh, I am a member of the college. These are my friends. I was just uh, practicing some of my upcoming uh, pieces um, that I have to show my professors. Give me a bluff check. They're critiquing. Yeah, give me a bluff. I'll give you a plus four because that's that's pretty close to true. So. And that's a thirty-six. <laughs> Did you say you're a bard? <laughs> what was that again? Uh, barding is happening. So barding the man, uh, the man nods and turns to Inori. Wait a minute. Are your guys' names the, the big ones, Jumbo, and your fun size, right? Is that how this? No. I'll ask the questions. Please just help us get through this quickly, so we can all move on with our nights. Uh, who are you? My name is Diana. Okay, and what are you what are you doing out here? Are you a bard as well? Yeah. <laughs> Probably being make, said exactly like that. Make me a bluff check. <laughs> you didn't say how good of a bard she He's was. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, give me a bluff check, buddy. You wouldn't believe how hard I barred. <laughs> 18. Oh, not terrible. Not terrible. He looks a little kind of suspicious at you and turns to Dara. You, sir? Uh, I call myself uh, this beautiful woman's husband. Uh, and since that is kind of gone around with the Rostam thing, I will give you a plus four on your bluff, but I do <laughs> still need a bluff check. Okay. 21. All right. And uh, turns to Nell, who's wearing the armored coat. It's kind of with little eyebrow a bit raised, looking your direction. I'm sitting on the ground playing with the puzzle box while, while all this is happening. Because, <laughs> of course, you are. So uh, he looks down to you. So that would only raise his eyebrow further. And what are you uh, What are you saying? Well, I'm Nell. Nice to meet you. I've actually been a member of the college before as well, though I'm not a bard. More for the painting and arts. Worship of Shaylin and the like. You don't look much like a bard to me. That's because I'm not a bard. I'm an artist. I paint. Make me a bluff check at a minus five. Ooh. Oh, bluff's all the way at the top. Ooh. Six. Six. He clearly. I didn't lie. I don't. I, yeah, I he's don't know he's, he's believing yeah. less as he got. Well, it's just what you look like, the group, and yeah. you sitting on the. No, he doesn't have to public. believe he's, me, but he's getting true. he's believing you less as this goes on, and he turns to Baylor, and you yourself, half elf. Just visiting in Opara. Haven't been here since the unfortunate events of exaltation day Just visiting my friend here who's the performer oh you a noble a politician from out of town attempting politics yes not really gotten my foot in it's you can make me acknowledge nobility instead of a bluff to kind of talk around that in a way that 
Sounds believable to a guard. He just politicked somebody. <laughs> You're doing it. It's your now. first successful politicking. It's happening. Yeah. That's a 36. So the uh, the other guard, the smaller one, just kind of fidgets a bit looking across the group. Like he's not really sure what everyone's talking to. And, uh... Well, if you've so, got five minutes, I'd love to paint you. <sighs> So we have three bards, an artist, and a visiting noble from... Uh, would you tell me from Casimir, or would you just say somewhere, somewhere else? I got no reason to not say Casimir. Yeah. Visiting noble from Casimir, three bards, one clearly far more trained than the rest, and an artist. Together at night, loitering around the gardens behind the Cathodian Academy. Now this is a story I must hear. I mean, I... I've love to tell you a story if you've got a couple of minutes. I'll tell you a beautiful story. I'm all ears. Why are you here loitering in this garden after dark? Like I said, I'm practicing my performance. If you would like to hear it, I would love to tell it. The more audience, the better. Uh, so you go ahead and give me another bluff check. Is uh, you it can a bluff do this or is it just is, perform auditory? This is a well, because this is less this is more the why everyone's here, and this is a bluff for the group. So you can make it for what? the group, but you're going to take a minus five because he doesn't currently believe your cohesive story. Okay. So so I'm at a net minus one if I use my plus four? Yes. You can use okay. the plus four after. You can see if you like roll crazy okay. fire and then you can do you it. You roll a twenty and you don't need yeah. it. You can. Yeah, so I mean 31. that's a thirty one, so if you, is, is that with the minus? Oh, that's, a, that's with the plus four minus the, five. That's without the minus, it's 31 So flat. it's a so 26, do you want to use your once per persona plus sure. minus? Sure. Okay. Get it back so, to a 30. So a 30. So it's a 30. It kind of nods a bit. He, he seems just very kind of off on the rest of the group, but he doesn't have any reason not to believe you. You are very clearly a bard. <laughs> You're very clearly a bard. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I mean, I can even follow it up and I'll just start, you know, telling a story. And uh, so he plays a hand to interrupt you. Uh, apologize for this uh, spontaneous interrogation, uh, lords and ladies, but someone has reported a break-in at the academy. Uh, any of you mind to have a quick look through your belongings? A break-in? Aye. Uh, well, the professors has reported a theft and... Yeah, I'm, I mean, feel free to. Currently, the only thing that I would have on my person is the bag with my other set of gear. So Kahina would be the only one who would immediately have recognized it. Uh, you would have with you, um, this is the, obviously, the ocarina you brought. That has the Kithrodian Academy symbol on it. That may look very stolen if they find it in your bags. Who has the ocarina? Not I. Believe. I honestly, of all the people to have it, I believe Kahina would have it. Mm, probably have it. Uh, so while either he, that or the bag of holding. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, like, is it on one of you or in the bag of holding? Because I'm not sure who has the bag of holding. Because he's gonna look, want to look through the bag of holding. It's generally on me, I believe. So Baylor on my sheet. Can I? Are you gonna allow him to look through the bag? Of cause holding? a distraction. While um, I. Either, so as he's looking through your, your backpacks and your pouches and your bags and everything, kind of dawns on all of you this ocarina might look like it's pretty stolen. 
uh, you have a couple of options before he finds it. Baylor, since you have the bag in your possession, you can attempt a sleight of hand check to hide the ocarina from him. Uh, Enori, I will let you try to assist him at a minus five penalty, but you don't know if he's going to go along with it. Um, there's no, there's no, do you want to, as he goes to look at the bag of holding, do you want to try to distract him? You can, yeah. I'll, I'll let you do a sleight of, I'll let you either try to assist him or I'll let you make the sleight of hand check yourself at a minus five. Up to you, Enori. Oh. Uh, I'll, I'm going to assist him then. All right, so uh, roll me. Uh, you're just trying to make a distraction, so roll me whatever skill you want to try to briefly distract this guard. And then, Baylor, you don't have to make this check, but you will have a plus two if you want to try to hide the ocarina. Good, uh, you know, cartwheels. What stuff. I wanted to do is, I mean, it, maybe this will change it or not, but I wanted to, like, try to do ghost sound behind them, like a crazy sound, maybe the to draw their attention. The problem with ghost sound is if they're there, it still has a verbal component, so they can hear you casting a spell. You have to... Ghost sound's good if they, like, don't already know you're there, because you still have to cast it, which is yeah. wiggly-jiggledy, and then woo, off the distance, like, they know you just cast something. You just cast something in their face. So... <laughs> uh, but you I can also I'm... just use a skill to try and assist to distract him. So, while this is happening... Alright. Nothing's happening I, right now. No, he's trying to pick a skill real quick. This is yeah, all. This is just. But a while they're time. doing the whole bag of holding thing, like as the skills are skill checks are being rolled, I'm gonna stand up, look over at the two guards, and just ask you. I told you I'm Nell Stalwart, right? <laughs> Thinks you, you think that we would steal from the from the college, right? <laughs> And the uh, the larger guard is the one. What are you rolling? Roll me something, Nori. Uh, the I, larger I guard know. is the one. Slide a right. slide a hand. I said, right? <laughs> well, so All that's right. to distract him. Slide a hand at a minus five if you want to try and get and hide the ocarina yourself. That's to get lot. it out of Baylor's bag that's on him. You can so distract you, him should... with a like sultry dance. Yeah, you, you can distract him with like literally diplomacy or something. I mean, like I'm gonna just do a <laughs> backflip. you <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> You're a bard. You're practicing. He You're performing. Nori does a backflip. Uh, just, just does a backflip. The 28. And uh, the, uh, the yeah, lovely. Looks at you a little bit. Looks at you like uh, the other guard turns towards Null Stalwart. Like, I understand, sir, but we had to sort out what's going on here, not sort names. And. Then he turns back to the bag of holding. During that moment of distraction, Baylor, do you want to attempt a sleight of hand check to try and hide the ocarina? I will. Going to use the fact that there's all kinds of random crap in the bag because I have brilliant planner and there's all kinds of random crap in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you kind of unloading the bag for him, pulling everything out because there's so much random garbage in there. Yes, so, uh, uh, just profusely apologizing. Like, so I, 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 I'm, I'm it looks like a terrible in organization. I don't even know what half this stuff is. As more and more like coils of rope, there's a bear trap, there's a lighter, there's like Six differently there, there colored is pens. Potentially a... <laughs> 500 gold worth of random stuff. You have six different leather pouches of various.
various sizes. You have a chain that's only three links long that appears to be broken. Like, it's just this <laughs> random nonsense coming out of his bag. No, I need to pull this thing out of the back of his bag, whatever this is. Like, <laughs> I thought you had the bag with all the props in it. Make me a sleight of hand and a plus two, because then is assisting you. Can I not get more for all the random crap? <laughs> Yeah, maybe a sleight of hand. I mean, you could try to show some distraction here, but at the end of the day, he's still watching, confused, but watching, and you're trying to palm yeah, the like, like, reach in, pull out a bag, and as I'm pulling out that bag, slip it, slip it into that bag. Well, he would, I mean, if you pull other smaller containers, he's going to open it like a bento. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's a guard. He's doing guard stuff. You have plus two for Minori's minor distraction and your distraction. You can't assist yourself. Is I don't see this going well, but... <laughs> oh! 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 What? Yeah! I don't see this going well, he says, where he just puts a 20 on the table. So, with a... Reverse psychology. With a wow, 26 on sleight of hand, you are able to... Uh, you're able to hide it. Well, you don't even need Nori's distraction. You just, with all the stuff coming out of here, this guard's just hopelessly looking through the garbage coming out of your bag. <laughs> you palm the ocarina uh, into your robe, which he's already searched your pockets. And as he continues looking, he does not find the ocarina. And he's like, puts up his hands. All right. Fair enough. Well, I do apologize, but not really willing to take the risks here. Uh, I'm going to take Lot you in for questioning. We'll sort this out in the morning. Uh, place your hands together, please. And starts pulling manacles out of a pouch uh, on his side. So as you arrest us? Oh, see, now you're being cute. You He's said no you wanted to go to home. You. To dinner with the wife and stuff, but yeah. really you're just trying to smooth us over because of whatever this crap is. But you, so do I you tell want you to what, intimidate him. <laughs> yeah. So I tell you what, you're the both of you are gonna walk away. Oh no! <laughs> and we're gonna continue having our little meeting here with our bard. Roll me an intimidate check, please. Oh no. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna add plus four to that. 26. Is you once your persona phase turn that 26 into a 30. And the. Do they have to make will saves? <laughs> they actually do. <laughs> if you want to frighten him, I guess they would actually have to make a will save and start running away. Because that's the thing you do. Um, start running home. Hey, who do you? What is your will say, boys? <laughs> this is not a situation I imagined coming to combat. Uh, okay, let me. Yeah, typically you, you don't demoralize people, and you okay, expected well. it to not go to combat. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna hurt him, but this is ridiculous. But, yeah. We like to say He's a noble. So, as you uh, intimidate. Stolen this larger guard, and he turns his gaze to you, and you can see a little bit of fear in his eyes. He takes a step back. Wait. Sure. It's not feared. 
It's panicked. I'm, I'm it's panicked. He actually, he even had to save on that one. This die actually has a lot of levels. Uh, he steps back, clearly shaken. Puts his hands up for a moment. <laughs> and starts laughing. And puts his hands over his mouth. And as he starts laughing, his voice changes completely uh, from this deep kind of gravelly tone to a much, much higher pitched, like almost feminine, laugh of mirth. <laughs> that, that was so good, you had, you had me afraid for a moment and I was the one doing the dead stick. <laughs> it's good to see you again, so Star Wars. You have, you have come far in the month since we have met last, no? And uh, he reaches up uh, below his jawline and digs his fingers under his skin and peels like a rubbery plastic cover off of his face, revealing a woman that you do, in fact, recognize. You know Lady Zalar! She let you oh, into yeah, the game yeah. on book one. They uh, was. She got us through the line. She, she was got the you first the line. person we met in the campaign. Literally, Who after wasn't Martella. Martella. After yes. Martella, this is the second NPC you met in the entire campaign. And Captain Zelar is just losing her mind laughing at how you chose to respond to this. And the other the other guard is as well. And the other guard straightens up his voice. Well. I, <laughs> I did tell you, Kathan. They're quite skilled. It freed me from the cells. Uh, Lady Court, we've met. <laughs> Thanks mm. again for the help with the Twilight Children up in Yanmas. Of course. Uh, and, uh, and Zaylar nods. <laughs> I am aware. I have met them once, uh, months past, uh, in a distant life almost, it seems. <laughs> but a lot of you, I understand now why uh, the Lady Martella has sent you to me for training. <laughs> Your instincts are impressive, I must admit, but you are very rough around the edges. Around the edges. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you again, and a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Miss Abendego. I have yeah. uh, read much in the Lady Martella's files of you. Uh, you have quite the story as well. I do. Oh, I, <sighs> it's much harder see. to deal with guards than anyone else. Like You have to be so careful. She waves a hand. Are you are going? This is a challenge you will need to be able to handle. Are we gonna learn how to do that mask thing you just did? Because that was super cool. So I hope. Dare I, I say hot, I, but I, that's just me. I apologize for having a bit of fun at your expense. Uh, we needed to test your ability to deflect authorities specifically. <sighs> Welcome to the Ketorodian Academy, agents. Please, uh, follow me. And... She turns and as Milson Court, the lady you saved from underneath the uh, Twilight's Children Bower, takes this little more difficulty getting her stupid mask off. Uh, she leads you into the building proper and down some stairs and around through a secret door in the middle of a hallway, which she mentions is one of many to a series of basements below the Kithrodian Academy itself. Now she gives you uh, a very brief look around downstairs. And says, uh, down here, we can talk on restraint. I have no problems of prying ears or eyes. There are magics and engineering I've seen to that. But 
it is late. If you wish to rest, I understand. We can begin the meeting in the morning. Otherwise, if you are feeling up to it or <laughs> scared to your wits as it is now, I can show you around the campus and acclimate you at the area. I would like to be shown around. I would love a tour right now, sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, Lady Court will lead you around briefly. I prepare some things for your introductions. I must make sure I have prepared everything correctly and <laughs> note down what I have learned from our first interaction here. Uh, Lady Court, as you will. And then... Uh, before she walks away, I'm going to pull out the ocarina and be like, would you like this? Ah, yes. You, if you are the one that had that, you did a good job hiding. I did not even see. I'm surprised I pulled it off, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was my backflip. It probably distracted you guys. <laughs> I will admit Target. it was unexpected. I, I had not expected such uh, gymnastics as a oh. diversionary tactic, but I didn't expect it either. In the future, <laughs> your diversions will draw less total attention to yourselves. But these are things we will cover. Uh, this is, we will have, in the months that follow, we will sharpen your wits and your skills and your knowledge and prepare you for your infiltration of the city of Zimar. It is a hostile place to be certain, but we can cover that later. Uh, thank you for the ocarina. I'll have it sent back to Lady Martella, as it is hers. I simply wished you to bring it to see how you'd handle when I found it, but to my surprise, I did not. And uh, Lady Court, that you said before, uh, leads you down some halls, and you walk past what is nearly a mirror an underground of the Kithrodian Academy through the various Lion Blade versions of the campus here. There, on the surface, it looks very similar. There are a lot of classrooms and general gathering halls and meeting halls. Far more than the single wing of the area that appears to be dedicated to actual physical training, uh, set up with dummies and targets on archery ranges. And this lady court leads you around she introduces you to the uh, the various features uh the basically barracks where you'll be staying during your time here and asks a few uh, further questions so from what i heard of the reports you did manage to take down the leader of the twilight children after i had left that's impressive did you find his purpose by chance And trying to a lot of vague information about things, but it's difficult to pin down exactly what all was going on. Certainly a complicated operation. That was the main intelligence we were lacking, really. We had a general understanding of his resources, at least at the surface, and a large portion of his defenses, though I underestimated the extent of how jealously he guarded the Prince Carius, whether that was real or not. Well, I suppose that's the razor, then. The most simple explanation is most likely true. They, in some way, sought to take a bid for the crown themselves with the prince. I can't see any other reason to raise him as a puppet. I'm not entirely sure they did that part on purpose. How so? There was a lot of information in one of the books pertaining to a ritual of sorts, trying to divert energy from the afterlife to protect oneself 
from death itself. It almost seems to me like they were trying to draw from the River of Souls and ended up with him by mistake. Possibly one of many and just found use for this one. And she stops uh, walking through a fairly large mess room here and turns around and looks at you. That's a lot more involved than we would have imagined. Still, though, I... Doesn't give me any better understanding of their purpose, really. Nor does it give me any reason to believe that it went further than control of the nation. I don't know for what purpose, but that Vadrigan Paul, the ASMR that led them, was certainly trying to gain renown for some reason. It's a fairly classic tactic, uh, but he executed it quite well. No gathering or group that claims that level of philanthropy is doing it entirely for the good of their soul or the good of the people. He had an agenda, clearly, but still don't see much reason to believe that whatever all that aside involves is more than a play for the crown themselves. I'm not very familiar with the Outer Plains. I'll admit my knowledge of spellcraft and well, the Boneyard is quite light, so Perhaps I'm out of turn here. Anyway, and she uh, gestures and brings you back around through the underground mirrored academy and around back to a series of offices, leading you into a room where Zalar is now preparing a bunch of cups of tea here. Uh, some light general refreshments for everything, for everybody. Uh, she has a pot of coffee brewing on a small burner. Uh, a steaming pot of tea sat next to it, and a selection of a few bottles of wine with a, a ch several chairs arrayed out in front of a fairly large desk. And uh, as you enter, welcome back. The tour was brief, but you will become very acclimated with these rooms over the next few months. Now, I have refreshments that has been a long evening. Uh, you, anyone cup for teas? Coffee? Wine? I'll take a tea. And uh, she just asks each of you around as she goes and pours a various drink for everyone. Tea and for me as well, please. I'll, I'll go with the wine. <laughs> and then she puts you to a, a pair of reds and a white, one much more flavorful for, the, for them than the rest, one possibly better for an evening of winding down. But as she pours you all these drinks, all five of you guys make me perception checks. There's 20. I say thank you very much. I am the most perceptive. 17. <laughs> 17. I was I was spooked by the uh, trickery earlier, and now I'm. <laughs> He's still super on edge here. Yeah. He's <laughs> like on super high alert. Well, I'm like, online. these are all probably poisoned, everyone. Just... Uh, Baylor with the 23 was the next highest, and then we had a bunch of really sad and depressing, like, twos and fours on the D20. Uh, We're not on our guard here. Yeah, you, you let it down. You're relaxing now. Yes. Dara, you still being very on edge here, are the only one who notices she is slipping something into these drinks. Nah. Nobody else notices. Well, we're here to learn, so I'll just pour mine out over my shoulder. <laughs> you pick yourself okay. and just toss it? That's the part he looks at you like. I remember a discussion we had not too long ago about having each other's... Uh. I'm pretty sure you wanted to learn, so, you know. 
but we're all gonna obviously see her throw. Oh, I guess yeah, you'd but see none me. Of you, like, yeah. None of you have seen anything. You don't, the drink you don't out, notice anything just wrong. Like, ah. You just see Dara take it and toss it. All right, the rest of you have no idea, no <laughs> inkling why he's doing it. I mean, that's a safe assumption. I, I'm gonna look over at our kind host and ask, was this another test? <sighs> Everything is a test here, so Stalwart. But, when you have passed, or at least the rest of them has passed, uh, yes, we'll prepare uh, fresh cups without the elixirs of truth this time. <laughs> Please, you may relax. I, again, apologize, but we have to know what you are capable of before we can prepare your, your curriculums. Uh, the Lady Lodi seemed optimistic about your growth, your growth back during the Exaltation Gala. Uh, it plans to meet you in a more formal setting and, well, quite, quite pleased you didn't die. So, <laughs> without the theorems then, I'll simply ask, what is your purpose in working for our princess? Uh, you first, please, as she points to Baylor. Well, putting her on the throne and goal, more or less. Not much more to it than that. Does that what? Well, it's not necessarily the princess that I chose to do this for. It's the betterment of the country for friends and family. And I believe she is the ends to my means. This is fair. So ask them. I am loyal to my country and I am loyal to the family that leads it. And uh, for my knowledge of history, a military ruler is not the way to go. And at this point, she would have uh, handed out fresh cups to everyone that they're not spiked. And uh, who says, Miss Abendego? Promises have been made by Martella and Utropia to me personally. And I plan to put her on the throne so that they can deliver on said promises. Yes, this is fair. And Lidento. I believe in her. As simple as that, as on top of the fact that she, I was there. She won the vote. She was going to be elected. And I think probably the, the best choice. So I'm, it's where I stand. Truthfully, you don't need to dose me to get the truth out of me, you know. I apologize again for the examination, but in my career, uh, paranoia is a survival trait. No, fair. <sighs> I understand. This Similar. test is less about your motivations and more about your ability to spot or overcome the elixir of truth. And for Rostam, you have called my bluff. And as such, you have passed. Now, let me preface before we begin here. Normally, the Lion Blades would never consider working so directly with strangers, especially those with a political agenda. But recent events have forced our hand. And we need new eyes in Zimar and quickly. I'll happily survive more, should you survive the training. There's one thing we're good at doing, it's surviving. So I have heard Are from we? their stories, Sir Stalwart. <laughs> now this- Consider what we've been up against, and I would say, yes, we are good at surviving. <laughs> this is a concern, and one that will be difficult. Zimar is a fortress as much as it is a city. 
and a fortress that is fiercely loyal to not only the current general, but his lineage, his family, his name. You will not be able to pass easily into or through Zimar. And all of the work you have done so far in your adventures, unfortunately, has made you very well known, very well understood assets of the princess. Zimar will be outright hostile to you. Your fame precedes you, and in this case, put your lives at risk. You will need to be sure that you are able to work wholly undercover, and that is part of what our training hopes to establish. If you go on to Zimar, you shall not be Sir Lannis, Sir Stalwart, Lady Dento. You shall assume no identities, uh, ones that we will arrange for you. You will fit it to them as well as you can, go about your day-to-day -day business under these new guises, these new pasts, these new familial relations. There will be packets you will need to memorize, but you will not be able to receive them until you are near Zimar. You'll need to learn quickly. Beyond that, your motivations cannot be known to anyone for any reason in the walls of the city. Zimar is a very conservative place. They are not only loyal to Pytherias, they are hostile to the Stavian line. And there will be no sympathies to your cause. This discovery could well mean exile. Or far worse. What? I'll drink to that. <laughs> Alright, lighter does. We have months to prepare. You will spend the next eight weeks here in the Academy. Uh, learning the arts of subterfuge. Disguise, lies, bluffs. Going about one thing while purportedly supporting another. Hiding your allegiances. You will learn the ins and outs of Zimar, its peoples and its culture. You will learn the ways that they walk, the ways that they talk. You will learn their hatreds of the Kadiran peoples. How to blend into this militaristic city without a second glance. And by the time we send you down to Zimar proper to receive your papers from a, from a contact, you will be more than suited to your roles. Rest assured, you will make spies out of you. <laughs> I will be thoroughly impressed if you can turn me into one. So, so what? The Academy may not have worked with worse. You are more belligerent, but I believe you have more skill than you let on. Now, you will need to rest. This training will be intense and focused. We will teach you as we can, but given what we must cover, two months is hardly enough time. Lady Court, show them back to their barracks. You'll be uh, staying in here. Your waking hours will be spent training, learning, studying, and researching. And you will relish those where you wish you can sleep. Understood? Yes. Understood. And we, we do this for Taldor. Now rest while you can. The first morning is always the hardest. Yes, I remember this. It was not for the same purpose, but... You will find this training... I remember. Quite different to what you experienced in the military, Sir Aston. In well, fact, so far it has been very different, and I have only been here for like five minutes. You may be our most difficult project. Uh, what the Lady Martella has sent you to do so far, we may very well have to unlearn. <laughs> your understanding, your training, it is the opposite of what we need in many situations. Uh, Lady Court, they will want rest. 
Lady Court nods. More than they understand, I'm sure. Follow me, please. I'm head back to the barracks. And she leads you back down through the mess hall to a fairly separated barrack. Uh, each room split into two cots. So one of you, lucky gentleman here, gets not sharing a bed powers. So <laughs> I'm just going to roll it. Uh, the first room, re-rolling ones here. The first room is Kahina and Inori. Makes sense. And the second room, re-rolling fours, is Baylor and Nell. I guess we're segregating these by gender. And uh, Dara gets the room to himself. So the dice have said that the Catheronian Academy separates you into wings by gender, apparently. Uh, and Dara, fortunately, you get a chamber to yourself. Uh, none of you are being housed with any other training or current agents or trainees or anything. I'm going to look over that room like so hard. So hard. It's gonna be the most looked over uh -huh. room ever. How You're big going is the to, room? Uh, not very. These are maybe 15 by 15 chambers. You have a shared desk between two cots in the corners, a stool, some writing, uh, writing supplies, and a little squat, maybe four foot high set of shelves and a trunk at the foot of each bed. These are space efficient barracks. Okay. Time to throw that detect magic around. Yeah, yeah. Well, Having okay. learned now to question everything. everything. <laughs> just when I was about to, she did it. So I'll just watch Kahina do it. <laughs> Everyone's just going to wave some quick detections around the room and see if there's another step to this here particular trial. Nothing in the room shows up in any way magical. And the thick stone walls of the chamber stop your detections from piercing to any adjoining rooms or bunkers. The only thing you register are your own magical items, and they don't take anything from you. You still have everything. There's no windows or anything? Uh, no, this is underground. We're in the basement. We are definitely, like, in prison cells. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> McKean is real upset. So I'm pretty sure Nell barely knows where the book is, so I'm taking the desk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm he's got his 14. porn drawing book. Yeah, he's got his porn. No, he I'm in 14. Porn. I know how to read a few words. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in 14 is three languages, actually. So you, uh, I know you, five, thank you. Five languages. Nell RM Smart. I mean, Hold he's, on, he... let me see if I can count mine. <laughs> 17. I feel like I should have more languages now. <laughs> we all write off Nell very quickly for being... Well, Nell... But, I actually uh, only have 16 languages. I was really close. But Nell is... He's actually, a noble. Yeah, he's a noble and he's not dumb. He knows things. He just likes to slum it. Yep. So, you guys are going to rest, and then you are going to have some business ahead of you here. So let's go ahead and cover how the next two months of training up to two months, depending on how you do, are going to pass. First step. I need all five of you to select five skills. One of them must be charisma-based. One of them must be intelligence-based. The other three can be anything. Uh, they can be more charisma or intelligence, but you have to have at least one of each. 
For the additional three, you can choose to instead focus on melee or ranged combat uh, in place of one of the three. Kathen Zalar advises you that bluff, diplomacy, knowledge local, knowledge nobility, knowledge history, and disguise are all going to be exceptionally valuable skills that you may want to consider. Uh, which ones you pick will be the focus of your training, though it will apply to other aspects as well. You're getting comprehensive Lion Blade spy training, my dudes. So, we, we got that? We got the first step down? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it might take a second, so, uh, who's ready? I'm ready. I actually am. Nell, what are your five choices? I chose four skills. Well, I, I guess I'll choose five. So I'm going with bluff, intimidate, perception, disguise, and I guess the fifth one will be, Needs to be int -based. sense no, motive. You don't have any int-based skills. One of them has to be intelligence-based. Knowledge local. All right. Instead Kahina. of sense motive. Kina, what are your five? Knowledge local. Bluff. Diplomacy. Disguise. Stealth. Good choices. Let's go next. We shouldn't be picking like particular ones that we have high in or just ones we would like to train. It's for. ones that you choose to train here. Uh, you're choosing skills that you feel like will be useful regardless of whether they are currently good or not. Uh, if they okay. are, like don't not train them because you already have a high modifier and don't not train them because you've never put a rank in it. Um, you uh, are picking the five skills that you think will be the most assets to you in Zimar. Okay. So, are you ready, Anori? I am. Give me your five. Okay. Uh, for the charisma one, I'll go with the skies. Okay. Ints, I'll go spellcraft. The three anything. Uh, I like the idea of melee combat being one. Okay. I kind of figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> Sleight of hand and then bluff. All right. Uh, Baylor, are you ready? Go disguise. Knowledge Nobility, Knowledge Arcana, Diplomacy, and Sense Motive. All right. Dara. Um, and, 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 and. One second. Panic! Think! <laughs> one second. Also, okay, don't um, worry about having this say, like, don't worry about if, like, five, oh, five, you pick one skill, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about trying to cover them all or anything. It's what you personally think will be most useful. There's going to be a lot. I'll tell you guys, I'll give you this bit of meta knowledge. There are a lot of times you are going to need to make individual checks for yourself without relying on the party. So this is what you, like, if you get separated or cornered in Zemar or have to go on a part of an operation by yourself, the five things you want to be the most trained in. Uh, okay, so I am going to do uh, sense motive, uh, disguise, bluff, stealth, and knowledge local. All right, that's good. That's five. That's, a, that's one charisma, one intelligence. 
Now, everyone, you are going to get access to a new resource here, which is the extra insight that you gain from this training. Baylor, Nell, Inori, and Kahina, you currently have two points. Go ahead and write that down near, well, any of this stuff, really. Uh, Dara, you have four, because you have an additional two for spotting uh, Zaylar spiking your drink. So you're going to start with four points. You get a little bit of a boost. And I can just put those into one of the things that I just mentioned. No, this is a pool. Just you oh, have four pool. points. Just uh, like okay. this is this is this is insight. Uh, you have four okay. points of insight. You'll hang on to this. You'll get more as you go through the training. Okay. The regimen is intense, and Dara, with your military background, it's not as horribly different from the military as Zaylar would like to imagine it is. You're going to be training under a variety of different Lion Blade masters. Uh, sometimes with Zaylar herself, sometimes with Lady Court, and sometimes with others you are unfamiliar with entirely. But Kathan Zaylar is the one in charge of overseeing the five of your training as a whole. So it's largely going to be with her. You wake up in the morning, what you assume is the morning, underground with no real idea of what time it is. Get a quick breakfast before you're shuffled off to... 12 hours of studying, researching, and training. You're going to be here for two months. It's not about being fun. It's about being effective. I'm going to give you guys the opportunity in sequence to hone one of the five skills that you have picked to make it a focus. Uh, it'll be the focus for a week. So each time you go around the table with a series of checks, that's one full week of training. Baylor, what do you want to focus your training on first? I'll go with my knowledge nobility. With your knowledge nobility, uh, some of the instruction Zaylar is going to give you. If there is anything that the city of Zimar is loyal to beyond its uh, Baron Astoril Darius, and the Pythereus line, it is the teachings and the church of Abadar. All three of these are sort of the uh, triumvirate, and it is something that you will need to remember in your time there. No one is necessarily above the other. Zosibaran, of course, legally, has control of the town, passes the actual laws, has the most actual power. He leans hard on both the Artsbanker and the General. Make me a knowledge... You said nobility? Make me a knowledge yes. nobility check. Uh, 23. With a 23, two on the die. Good thing your modifier is literally 19 at this point. Even at your worst, out of your element here as an old man wizard being forced <laughs> to a borderline military regime, you're still fairly easily able to process this information. Uh, so go ahead and mark somewhere you have successfully trained knowledge local. You get two more points into your into your pool. Uh, your insight pool. Nell, what do you want to train first? I want to start by learning a little bit more about the special spy arts of intimidation. This is not what I've heard much of your stories and your travels. I have heard of Z. Legendary lion wrestling, if this is an accurate thing and not this absent-minded gossip of peasants. But oh, it is indeed accurate. I do not care. 
what you'll employ in Zimar is much more subtle. You will not simply be able to shout down the guards, uh, the Templars, or the Hand of Abadar, nor will you be able to the trained soldiers. Even if you may find temporary success, these methods are blunt and will draw attention to you. In the grand scheme, this is something you must, you must avoid. Make me an intimidate check. With a 35, you successfully train into intimidate. You get two more points into your insight pool. Dara, what do you want to do first? Um, I will work. Okay, so we are going into places where I don't know anything about. So I want to train my knowledge local just because I need a better layout. The city of Zimar, as I said, is very conservative. If you wish to blend in as normal as possible and to draw as minimal attention, you will want to adapt yourselves to local Zimar traditions. You want to be as bland and uninteresting as possible. I do not know as of yet what is going to be available as the identities we can acquire for you, but it will do you well to pair off, perhaps. Passing as a married couple, especially as nobles, would cause guards and soldiers to ask less questions. But, again, Zimar is very conservative. A straight married couple. Okay. Make me a knowledge local. The 16. A 16. The picking up on this is difficult. This, this whole sitting down and learning out of books is not your forte exactly so uh you have you don't successfully progress in week one but you can try again you can you don't like fail out of you didn't flunk out of knowledge local 101 like you can try again in another week but you didn't pass the first week you still that's not it's not off yet kena all right uh let's start with disguise the people of Zimar, much to their ironic chagrin, largely have Kaleshite blood in them. There are a lot of Kadiran travelers, old Kadiran settlers, families that moved across the border, or even our children from the insurrections and uh, the wars of 500 years past. Regardless of how they see their neighbors to the south, 500 years of occupation will cause the lines to blur somewhat. Passing yourself off as a Kadirin, or even as a half, will not only cause less eyes to fall upon you, it will cause you to be disregarded. This is a tool. Their racism can be used against them. Give me your disguise check. Some crazy plus ten with the hat and stuff now. Without the hat. Ah. You have to uh, learn to do this without relying on potions or magical assistance. So this is a regular flat disguise check. Uh, 21, you're kind of leaning on that hat. You definitely show some promise here. You're fairly good at this, but you're not at the level the Lion Blades feel comfortable sending you in yet. So your disguise is still on the table. Inori. Uh, let's go with Spellcraft. All right. The studies of magic in Zimar are very widespread. They do not have the same 
sort of disdain for necromancy as much of Taldor or even Xenosi regions, uh, Avastan as a whole. You, to blend in properly, will want to expand your horizons to know the simplest, uh, at least the minimum, about the various disciplines and schools of magic themselves, including those which are usually frowned upon in the rest of the country. At Zimar, they do what must be done. Make me your spellcraft check. Twenty-eight. And with a twenty-eight, the good news is you you know that. It's mag magic's not foreign to you. You it gets on your nerves that everyone defaults to Baylor to identify things, but you know how magic works. You get <laughs> you get two more points of inspiration, and you have passed spellcraft. Now, at the end of that first week of training, any of you can for free retrain as many skill ranks as you would like up to 10 into the skill you just studied. Uh, and retraining means you take them out of something else. So oh. if any of you don't have 10 ranks in the skill you just trained, you can retrain up 10 ranks. So these teachings are directly beneficial and a week of very focused study 12 hours a day, definitely worthy of some ranks and the thing there. So take a moment to do that if you want to. But after the first week of this very, very intense regimen, even Dara, military man, you're all a bit tired and fatigued, but it's falling into routine. You wake up in the morning, you eat, you study for six hours, you have a brief, uh, brief break for lunch of 15 minutes, you study for six more hours, you have a small amount of time to yourself in the barracks or and the Kithrodian grounds before you head back to bed to wake up at what's probably the crack of dawn the next morning. You are not expressly forbidden from leaving during your free time. You can go upstairs up to the Kithrodian Academy proper or even out into Opara, but they do ban you from any kind of drinking or drugs of any sort. Oh. So you can't retire to the tavern, unfortunately. Focus time. Second Wait, week. Dara's going to be in trouble. <laughs> Second I've got stuff to focus on. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, much of your free time is spent trying to catch up with textbooks, historical treatises, various law books and tomes from Zimar, hi histories of the 500 years war just trying to keep on pace with what they're teaching you. Second week of training. Baylor, what do you want to focus on? I guess let's keep going strong with Knowledge Arcana next. Uh, Knowledge Arcana, she will tell you much as what she told Inori, uh, largely. It's uh, the same thing. There's no particular school that is frowned upon. You may, depending on your guys, be able to find your way into the Scrolls District. It is in the heart of Zimar, across from Abadar's Pillar, the fortress. Very recognizable by its white marble houses, uh, pillared architecture, art adorning the sides and the eaves of the buildings. Nearly all of the city's libraries and magical knowledge is stored there, but it is under tighter guard than most of the rest of the city. You will need to be very reliant on yourselves and passing as who your papers say you are if you wish entrance. Make me a knowledge arcana. Uh, 
That's a 35. Succeed at training knowledge arcana. You've passed two. You have two more points into your inspiration pool. Now, I'm going to do knowledge local this time. And I'm going to use my, uh, what's it exactly called? It is inexplicable luck for pretty much the rest of this. All right. What is a citizen's highest calling? So that is a 34. This is a question that all born, raised, or even visiting Zimar can answer. Defending Zimar and her borders. Protecting Southern Taldar. Or the citizen's highest calling. Know this. This is a question you may be asked directly. And with a 26, you pass the train knowledge local. You get two more points in your inspiration pool. Dara. Uh, I will go for uh, sense motive. Oh, but sense motive. Many of those in Zimar are fairly simple. They like to believe they, they keep their way straight. They keep their ways true. The easiest way to understand their motivations may simply be to assume what is obvious or even to ask directly. Disloyalty and subterfuge in Zimar are punished heavily. Most people will not take that risk. Your sense motive. A 26. You pass the training sense motive, you get two more points in your inspiration pool. Kahina. Um, let's uh, go ahead and get the knowledge local out of the way. The knowledge local. Everyone largely keeps to their business. Investigation, if necessary for your tasks, may you may find difficult. It is, if not awkward, outright dangerous to try to stop and ask somebody in the streets for information. And anybody seen uh, as prying too hard, if not come down upon by the sentinels and the guards themselves, will almost certainly be ousted by Zimar's own population. Okay. Take me that knowledge local. And uh, with a 20, again, a lot of the interpersonal stuff comes easily to you. Learning out of a book and specifically that that's not going to work super well, very much doesn't. So you don't pass that one. That one's still on the table. Inori. Well, I do enjoy some sword play, so let's do some melee combat. And... Uh, with this, you will be training with a lady court down working against the various target dummies themselves, uh, trying to, well, train in melee combat. I mean, I don't feel like there's a whole lot more to explain other than exactly what that is. So as you work out practicing there, they point out uh, some of the weaknesses of the guards. Zima Sentinels. Now wear a similar sort of armor. Silvered cuirass, belted across, pauldron on the one side. So there's a weakness under the right armpit. You focus for that. It's if you find yourselves in a situation where you need to, that's the easiest one to exploit. The Vault and Chain Templars, a militant sect of the Church of Abadar that patrol the streets, are much the same. Although they forsake helmets, trying to keep their vision as clear as possible to wield their deity's chosen weapon. Make an attack roll. That's what we're looking 36. for. It's a natural 20. That's the natural 20. So 
Melee, oh. like, I mean, swordplay comes pretty easily to you. You're pretty easily able to pick up uh, the tips that you're being given here. You pass melee training, you get two inspiration. Uh, so the downside of passing uh, of melee training, the upside is this inspiration will be slightly more useful to you. The downside is you don't get any option to retrain. The end of the second week, as per the first, any of you can retrain any number of skill ranks into the skill you were trying to train, uh, that you were trying to study. Up to, of course, 10, following the same rules as usual. Then we need a moment to move skill ranks around. Eh. We're getting there. All right, well, you do that. We'll come, we'll come around to you. Week three. It's almost become routine. It doesn't bother you anymore, and you feel like you're starting to know Zemar and its people better than cities you've... Well, cities you've actually been to. Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead with diplomacy on this one. All right. Uh, and for purposes of accelerating here, you can just speeding this up. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm running out of things I can say about Zimar. <laughs> so you I have to make so a good. Ah. <laughs> with an 18, you're not going to succeed at training diplomacy right now. No. At diplomacy. And this largely 26. takes the form... 26? Yeah. Oh, you're inexplicable luck. Uh, let me look at that. It's just plus 8 to a d20 once per day. I'm not going to let you use that in a roll. It's encompassing 12 hours of work. For the same reason you couldn't use it on a persona roll. Uh, that's more like a spur of the moment. You can't be inexplicably lucky literally all day, every day. That's I'm going to know that one. Uh, I, I mean, you could... But you're not, though, because yeah. you just... <laughs> you're not. So this largely is a lot of the format of you uh, you two talking face-to-face -face with Lion's Blade agents, role-playing, basically, just like we're doing here, pretending to talk to citizens of Zemar as they ask you things about Pytherius's lineage, the city's history, uh, the 500 years war, and even a greater Talden history, military tradition that they would know. The two of you, although Baylor knows lots of things, have a hard time coming across like you're local. So that's another 18. So yeah, you, uh, you fail on that one as well. Dara. Uh, okay, so I will do stealth next. All right. Give me a stealth roll. Which is a 15. That's the third week's rough for everybody. It's getting hard. Kahina. Can I uh, re-roll that one, actually? Uh, yeah, if you want to use your session reroll on that, you can go for that. Session reroll. Absolutely. Eh, nope. Oh, the same roll. If she rolls the same, did it really happen? Kahina. Alright, we're going to try the stealth, because it's the last low one. Not much better. Here, I'm going to try one more time. I have my session reroll. Alright, use the session reroll too. Alright, go for it. Oh, here we go. Got less than an hour left. Everybody's plugging those rerolls. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, we have 45 minutes. Use the session rerolls. A 23, Yay! though. You do it. Uh, Yay! It, it takes you some, some some work. You barely scrape by. They teach you, uh, as the art of, su uh, of subtlety and subterfuge, hiding in plain sight. Uh, I've heard this referred to in the past by my peers as secret. Hiding is not always shadows and subterfuge. Hiding can simply be uh, blending in with the crowd. Uh, outside of a shopping uh, a shopping cart or outside of a fruit stand, a queue, 
from a bookstore, the coffee shop, even around the rings of the citizens gathering to watch the soldiers. You do not always have to be hidden so much as unnoticed. Inori. Uh, disguise. Alright. And for the same, the same, probably the same reason as Nell, I, I can't use a spell to enhance my role. Uh, if it lasts at least six hours. No. Alright, then no. Well, no, it won't. I mean, my hat lasts forever. And Your hat's an outer. They won't use any items. Like, they won't use any, like, gear to do it. But, uh, if you can, through your own power, cast spell, you did it anyway. You don't need no magic. 23, 23 you successfully train disguise. Uh, you learn about Zimar and fashions, how as much as they uh, they hate Kadira, although there are a lot of Kelishite peoples there, a lot of Kadiran heritage, they try their very hardest to oust any of that. Any bright colors, any feathers, uh, any of uh, uh, certain styles of hats are widely frowned upon. Anything that can be seen as coming from south of the border will draw attention to you immediately. And the point of your disguise is not to represent a specific person necessarily, but just to blend in. Right, you pass, you get to inspiration. Nice. You get to inspiration too, obviously, for passing Kagan. I don't know if I outright said it for you, but every time you pass one, you get two more inspiration points. Week four, and in between again, you can retrain any amount of skill ranks into what you chose to train this week. Kathan impresses upon you that you are doing well. It's difficult, no? And a quick break during our third week. As I told you, it would be a stressful learning experience. Very grindstone, but you must understand this is for your own well-being and for any chance of success with your mission. I advise you to take unto yourselves and to your heart these teachings, these studies. Any one of these, even seemingly the simplest, could be the difference between life and death in Zimar, and that is no exaggeration. Week four. Baylor. So if I had a spell that turned me into Mercator Lothied for ten days... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, if it's a spell, you can cast yourself... Without an outside uh, source, like an item or something, you can use that. So I can use that for my plus 10 on disguise? Yeah, you can use that for your plus 10 disguise. You'll just be a Mercator Lothied. What's more important is that I'm not me. 34 on disguise. You didn't even need that plus 10, honestly. You're good to go there. The plus That's... 10 gave me the confidence <laughs> to go forward with it. There you go. That's that. Uh, we'll take that. All right. Uh, and you definitely succeed on that. You get two more points of uh, inspiration. No. Disguise. All right. For a. Harder without magic. Uh, 15 is not going to do it, but I suspect you're doing that largely to put ranks in it, so... Yep. <laughs> Dara. Um, I will also disguise. A 21. Oh, almost pass it. You almost had it. But, uh, 21's not... It's good. You're, like, 
make no mistake, with these skill checks, a lot of these rolls are very high. These are would be impressive to anybody else, uh, to common people and for common use, even for trying to impersonate someone. 21 in disguise would typically be more than enough. For the purposes of the yeah, lion blades here. I should ask my daughter for some tips. For the purposes of the lion <laughs> blades here. They're taking no chances. That's not going to be good enough. Kena. Alright. We've done all the low stuff. Time for the big stuff. Bluff. Alright. I'm sure I don't need to give you advice on this. So you barred me. Barred me up, fam. Barred you up, fam. 38. Yep, I'm barded. You pass. You get two points of inspiration. <laughs> you have been barded, uh, sir. There is, there is basically barded. nothing... There is nothing really that they can teach you that you don't already know. Uh, this part of your training is absolutely applicable to the situation you're going into. And in fact, perhaps the instructors learn a few things from you during this week of, of uh, tutelage. And Ori, give him back to the community so as it is. Maybe she could sit in on my training for bluff then. Because <laughs> I need to learn how to be You? She would become, they'd just, they would just pair you off. You're like, hey, just have Lady Abendego teach her. She's great at this. So it's literally just Kahina teaching you. Not very well. No. Not very well. Oh, uh, man. That's an eight. You are not good at lying. This uh -huh. is, uh... We'll start with the basics here. I. This one will be difficult. Lady Abendego, hopefully you can... You know I, her better than I? I will try. Then I, Come on, Nori. I leave Time this to, to your expertise. Oh, I, uh, no. I wash my hands of this. Oh, <laughs> this is my first week failure. I've been doing it. I've been killing it, man. Yeah, no, you killed it. It's dead. Just she gave up. <laughs> oh, no. The other fourth week, you can retrain as many skill ranks as you want into the skill that you had studied. And... A full month has passed. You came here on the 19th of Erastus. It's now the 16th of Erodus. Though you'd barely notice unless you're still going out of your way to take the time to, you know, see the surface occasionally. So, real quick, after a month of training. How you doing, Baylor? Well, I got three. I'm up to eight points, so I feel like I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. It's great. Well, how are you doing with the rigor? The, uh... <laughs> The whole experience. I mean, I'm good with the book stuff. I'm used to hanging out in dark rooms reading books. It's kind of my thing. You're also <laughs> the, less uh, bothered with this than you may expect. <laughs> like the the, 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 the hands-on portions haven't been going as great. I'm still probably more days than not at least taking a peek outside, getting some fresh air. No? But... Yeah. Well, as much as I don't like it, this is what I was raised to do: is study, learn, repeat. I mean, I'm I'm dealing with it, just not enjoying it. Back to your childhood. Back to yep. school, but worse. How about you, Dara? You're military. Uh, yeah. He's just, uh, or I'm just like incredibly grumpy. All this stuff is like stupid. Everybody knows stupid stuff. stuff. This is stupid. This stuff. is stupid. I learned this. He's just, in a, he's just dumb. in a general bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. How about you, Kena? Back in school, I'm brushing up and learning new things that I 
wish I had had a chance to learn the first time around. And, you know, the burning sensation of wanting revenge definitely drives you to work harder and never see the sun. And how about you, Inori? Inori's... I mean, I've been training to be a Magus like since I was 11 years old. So this is just another day learning a new thing for her. Back to, you know, pick up everything you can, adapt and overcome. That's what she does. Ciaran has largely been silent for the entirety of this time. Uh, Maybe making contact if you ask him during some of your, your very meager free hours but otherwise seeming to decide that just maybe letting you learn all of this and not interrupting and being a distraction is the best <laughs> chance you actually have at succeeding in Zemar. Because you have a very specific goal in Zemar, I believe. I do Death, though. Tag team revenge. <laughs> but after that yeah. month, for one thing, it's probably good with everybody. Uh, if you, any of you never see ZMR again, it will be too soon. And none of you have ever actually seen ZMR, so that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Week five. Taylor. Going back around to the diplomacy. All right. I used to be really good at this, and then <laughs> I stopped getting any better when we picked up a bard. See. 25. You'll be spending much of your time, hopefully, minimizing interactions that are unnecessary to your current task. If you are confronted by the guards, the Templars, the Sentinels, playing coy is your best defense. You will have a difficult time intimidating them, and they are trained to detect lies. Your best hope of survival is to stick as close to the truth as possible, possibly wholly in it as you can, and simply try to Get away. By the 25, you will successfully train diplomacy and get two more inspiration. Now. Bluff. Okay. And see, uh... Can I remember Temple's first even comes in the room? <laughs> I spent last week trying to teach a dog to lie, and now it is a cat. <sighs> Perhaps your own compatriot can be of some assistance to you. But the simples, the, the very basis, the first tenet of the tactical lie. Do not expound more than necessary. Do not give out any information voluntarily or any that is not absolutely necessary to continue. The less lies you have to keep track of, the easier they are to keep straight. Do not tell the truth, but stay close to it at all times. And good luck. <laughs> oh, boy. Dara. I'll also do bluff. Wait then, 18. At least this one seems to possess some amount of sense. You have at least lied to your parents in your childhood, perhaps, one time, <laughs> and to fend off a drill sergeant. That will be much of what you have to do here. If you are cornered and forced to completely circumvent the truth in a situation with the Templars, know that you are at a great risk. The Templars channel the divine power of Abadar to keep the city in check. They will not only detect your lies through mundane means or through holes. They will not only allow you to entrap yourselves. They have magic that will detect these lies. Their inquisitors, uh, much as I hear you have met in Marat, have this power. 18 is not going to pass. Kana. What? 
diplomacy. All right, Bard. Let's see what they have taught you above. Yep, you're good. Inori. <laughs> <laughs> 37. Yep. He's less uh, than actually. Well, the good news is I have one half trained already. Well, this I can work with. Cool. Let's try sleight of hand. Teach me a pickpocket. The reservoir was surprisingly good at this. I'm not. You are not? No. <laughs> you had a similar idea to what you are going for. The key is not to hide the object entirely. When you are going to be searched, you are going to be searched top to the bottom, all bags or packs you are carrying. You cannot simply stash the item somewhere it will not be detected. It is possible, but unpleasant. And not 100% successful anyway, so I generally advise to ignore and avoid such tactics. You need to simply deflect. If you can retain control of an object you are simply you are trying to hide, to palm, to steal, or to remove, simply keep your target's attention elsewhere. It is not so much hiding the object, so as controlling their focus. It's really good stuff. Classic misdirection. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down actually. And uh, week six, Baylor. Sense motive. Right. And got a twenty-five. Not surprisingly, well, well learned for your wizard, Sir Lannis. Most I have met, most I have tried to train that studied the arcane arts for any significant portion of their lives are focused entirely on words found in texts and, and cannot detect anything coming out of a person and not of a page. But this is impressive, I must admit. You pass. You get two more inspiration. You passed all five of yours, right? That is all five now. Baylor is a winner. <laughs> also, I didn't say at the end of last round, I assume at this point you guys know that you can retrain into the things that you're trying to learn. You, that, uh, you can't not do that for week four specifically. Uh, no. You're still muted. Unmute yourself. Muted. Diplomacy. We're going to talk circles. Uh-oh. Then Baylor's going to kill you. 17. Circles is all you can talk. The difficulty is you need to lead somewhere. You cannot simply end up trapped in a conversation circling around the information you cannot or will not allow them to have. You need to lead your way out. You need to guide the interrogation or the conversation elsewhere to an avenue of escape. Identify what possible options you have to end the interrogation and lead there. Circles simply tread water. Dara. I'll try both again with a 32. Two. That is, that is much improved. Somebody you has have, trained. Uh, you have learned well. I see you'll have moved many a skill rank into your bluff over the last over the last week. <laughs> well, just two. I just uh, no, you actually you were close last time. You were actually close last time, weren't you? Yeah. You were you were like a twenty or twenty one year. That's my close. second win there, you guys. Like get in there. Get in there. So you uh you get two more inspiration and you have passed a bluff. Kahina. Going back around to disguise. You have this hat, it is useful, but if you are separated from it. A 23, I believe you shall be able to pass on your own merits. Well done. You get two inspiration, you pass this guy's. Are you done on five years? 
I have knowledge local. You got one left. Inori. This the is like six, actually, to, not five. To do all five of them? Or, <laughs> like, pass all five? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I want to do more sword fighting. You passed sword fighting. Uh, you can't, can't repeat. You can't repeat one that you've passed. Uh, oh, once you've no. passed it, they have nothing more to teach you. Okay. Uh, then we're gonna bluff. Yeah, twenty-two. That's exactly lethal. Oh no, kidding. That is exact lethal. The twenty-two. Well, I am not happy with it. I am not happy with it. It is not ideal, but given our certain time frame, it will have to do. My advice to you is to lean heavily on your comrades. Do not take the lead in these situations. Hello, Lady Abendego, or Sarastam, to circumvent the truth as they can. And I will only input if you see it necessary. Thanks. <laughs> I made no mistake, you have done well. I just want to minimize risks. I get that. Week seven. As you awaken on the morning of the seventh week, ready once again after almost two full months to just report directly in and just keep on learning. Kathan Zaylar brings you breakfast to your chambers. Uh, very different than what has previously been happening. And she speaks to each of you briefly in turn. And then... Uh, actually, she wouldn't need to. She speaks to each of you briefly in turn. You're Baylor and Nell. This is easy because you've divided how you are in the webcams. Baylor and Nell, Inori and Kahina, and Dara. This has been rough. I understand. My hope is that you see the need of it. But I've all progressed very well. This week, we will focus on some more specialized training. We will play to your strengths rather than your weaknesses. See if there is anything we can unlock in our potential tools into your kit that you may use in Zimar to protect ourselves, to escape notice, fight back if it becomes necessary. For week seven, each of you can retrain a feat for free. If you so choose to. You have two options. You can retrain a feat or you can train like physically like strength and endurance training and gain five more max hp you can't retrain a feat that's being granted to you by something uh obviously you retrain the feats that you picked but if any of you wish to move a build around at all you have teachers here that can train you in any kind of feats. Baylor, do you want to retrain a feat, or do you want five max health? I want five max health. Okay, wizard. I'm no. a wizard. What do you think? <laughs> no. Do you want to retrain a feat, or do you want five max health? Dodge to leadership. 
dodge to leadership. Ooh. So your AC is going to go down by one, but you are going to get a cohort. So that brings your, your defensive AC down to 35. Your flat-footed to 29 and your standard to 32. Yes? So right now on my sheet, touch is 14, flat-footed is 27. Yep. Okay, that's all perfect because that's before Coriandis. Okay. Oh, yes. your flat-footed wouldn't change, right? It's dodge. Yep. Uh, okay, but everything else would go down by one. All right, so you retrain dodge to leadership to learn how to create a circle of allies you can trust and agents how to properly utilize your 10 heroism agents and keep them at your disposal dara you want 5 hp or do you want to retrain uh, the feet? yeah i'll just do 5 hp 5 hp it is and i know that you know way less about pathfinder than everybody else so if you change your mind on that if we find something you would rather have between now and next week, we could wreck on that. She's also a ranged character. But yeah, I think you already have like rapid shot and deadly aim, so I mean, you're pretty much good. I, I don't think you need one for that, really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm be the I'm only happy. one retraining a feat. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with my build. Tina, 5 HP or a feat? Uh, 5 HP. 5 HP it is. Anori? 5 HP. 5 HP. So a lot of you focus this week's efforts on preparation. This didn't really focus on combat much. There was some training for Anori, but largely it's focused on trying to avoid that. But the Lion Blades are aware you can't always talk your way out of a situation. With your training, you effectively gain half of a constitution modifier to your health. Uh, functionally, it's like retraining five of your hit dice off one for free. And Nell learns to leverage his assets. As a second part of this, all of you, that actually plays into this perfectly well, all of you are going to somewhat learn to leverage your assets in the form of a persona phase. Now, this one's a little bit different, obviously. You're not going out and actually expanding your fame. So you might have to think a bit on what you're going to do here because this one is more learning. You're going to learn how to apply your own skills and ability to attempt to recruit allies and assets that you not fully but as necessary can trust and lean on in Zimar. that's going to reflect as either getting to start an operation in Zimar early with the facet ranks you already have or to try to increase a facet now Baylor, there is just like there was in Yanmas a list of Zimar specific operations in Zimar, the genius operation is deflect suspicion. Blending in is going to be difficult. You may make mistakes. Your agents can sow false rumors as soon as they learn your identities into Zimar and provide alibis for you to try to cover up missteps you may take and help you face less severe repercussions. Uh, you can obviously also do any of your regular operations. What do you want to do with your persona phase? Is that one a persistent thing, or is... Uh, it is not. Uh, actually, the way this works mechanically, I'll let you basically bank it to kick in when it's necessary one time, if you pass the operation check, because it has an 
active effect. Uh, it's it's meant to be used to deflect suspicion when you mess something up, like as a response. But uh, if you want to start it now, I'll let you bank one to be able to use if you should make some missteps during this first persona phase in your early days in Zemar. Or I can try to raise a facet. Or you can try to raise a facet. And this isn't going out and raising more renown. This is learning how to leverage the renown you already have a little better. You're going to go for that 10 genius. Wait, you did get the 10 genius. No, I didn't no, get the 10 genius. Oh, you did the get the 10, 10 heroism. Genius. He got 10 heroism. You. That's right. Do you want to go for the 10 genius? I want to go for the 10 genius. I'm just having trouble thinking of... It's what tough I could to do. flavor this one. So let me try to help you. Because I have gotten some thought on this because I knew the training was coming. You, uh... You spend time this week learning practical applications of some of your knowledge. Uh, learning the specifics of some of the various schools and colleges in Zemar. Because it is a very... It is a fairly studious town. It has some prestigious colleges. And uh, there is a large academic community. Uh, learning a lot of some of the current research projects and uh, spellcraft investigations that have been going on down there will allow you an in with some of these people to try to raise a follower base inside Zemar once you're in. I guess it should be me, really, because I'm telling you what you're learning. But if you have a good idea, go for it. So if you want to raise genius, go with that is my thought. That was spellcraft, you said? Well, it could be spellcraft or knowledge arcana, really. I was just... Spellcraft isn't like a magical study. But it could literally also be spellcraft, yes. Uh, I mean, knowledge arcana was one of the ones I was training anyway, so... Oh, there you go. DC 35, my friend. I'm going to try my session reroll. Session, we got 30, 30 minutes left. Blow them. Blow them or lose them. Oh, that's the 36. Shenyu, what's the number on the name at the end of your name? I believe it's 36, Baylor. And with 10 genius, you also learn how to effectively leverage your assets, becoming a genius master of operations. You can run two genius operations at once during a persona phase. No. So this is not necessarily like th this is something that could be done wholly inside of the academy. Academy. <coughs> yes, inside the Lion Blades training facility. Okay. I'm going to use artistry painting to try and get a firm grasp of the local style and architecture that we're going into. And I'm going to paint knowing what I'm going for in front of an audience of people who will critique me to try to raise my charm from one to two. All right. Uh, DC 19. Don't roll a one. Didn't roll a one. Uh, with a 30, you'll absolutely raise your charm to two, uh, which just means that you have access to the basic charm operations now as well as the heroism operations. Dara. Uh, I don't... Uh, do you have any, like, any real good ideas? To raise what? To raise what or to use what skill? Oh, I totally forgot to tell Nell his operation. Um, oh, that's probably a good idea. 
<laughs> it would it actually wouldn't be useful right now because you don't know anything about Zimar. Um what do what do you have operations unlocked in, Dara? Um I just have a four in sacrifice and four in sagacity. So the sacrifice is in fact a persistent operation uh, that might be very useful to you. Uh, your agent's work and advice helps the locals to trust you more readily. Uh, their interactions with you as they are almost other minor players in this, of basically making friends with your neighbors when you get there, makes others throughout Zimar more inclined to trust you. Uh, you, while this operation is going, will get a plus two to bluff and disguise checks to maintain your false identity. And should you flub one really hard, you can end the operation immediately to re-roll a single bluff or disguise check. Oh, that sounds great. I'll definitely do that. That sounds All awesome. Right. So you got some seated agents and some of your followers out ready to start helping you as soon as you get there. Kahina. Uh, and um. the charm one is the deflect suspicion. It's the same one, Baylor. It's charm and genius okay. here one. Okay. So we're going to try to take charm up to nine. And I realize as you were talking about retraining feats, we've hit level 10. So my persuasive is uh, plus four now. So oh, yeah. you I have actually there. have diplomacy to plus 25. You're barding. You are successfully a bard. I am, you I have, are super bard. You have barded. So I am barding. So we're going to try to take this up to, to the next level here. This is... Going to what? Nine? Uh, this goes to nine. Yes. So that's a DC 33. Uh, the Ooh. DCs, unfortunately, do also get very high as you go up to the high one. So 27 is not <coughs> quite going to do it. God, they I mean, really. Two. <laughs> they have, like, literally nothing to teach you about diplomacy and charmingness. They can't help you. <laughs> you can't get any higher. Inori. Uh, and you are subterfuge? Yeah. Uh, Subterfuge is also the Zimar operation that isn't going to be applicable yet. It is, it's actually a carryover from Yanmis. Here was some Subterfuge one is scout a location, and you, you don't know any locations in Zimar to scout yet. So, you can send your followers to try and give you the load, uh, the loadout of an area. But Wait, you still so have I kept the same one? Yeah, the, Yan, the, the city specific operation is the same in Zimar as it was in Yanmis. It's go scout a place. Uh, I don't know. I think it was risky before. If it wasn't, it's definitely risky now, which means if you fail, you'll lose all the followers you sent. But there is an operation to try to recover your followers. I can send followers, lose them, and recover them all in the same turn. Uh, yes. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Master of operations. But you do also have all the normal subterfuge operations. But what do you want to do, Inori? Can I use my previously created underground criminal network to make contact with this <laughs> underground criminal network, inserting myself in somehow? Uh, to try to get a bit of a groundwork in Zimar? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, you kind of work it hand in hand. That I mean, would make absolute sense. I mean, you, of all the rest of them, Kathan Zelar would encourage you spending some of your free time to go up to the surface, leverage what contacts you have to try to reach out and try to get into Zimar's underground beforehand. Absolutely. You can do this like a regular persona phase. You're going to five, right? Yes. DC 25. Uh, so I should probably, 
what underground lore for that one? Uh, yeah, that's that's lore underground. That's exact. That seems fitting to me. Yeah, fair. All right, get him. Oh no, oh, Tony three. Two off. That was a session reroll. <laughs> session reroll. <laughs> Roll them if you got them, kids. Oh, you hate to see it go 22. one lower when he does the reroll. That's evil. That's, evil. That's worse than even rolling, like, just significantly worse. Is just that one point downgrade knowing. Just. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where's Baylor's ring? Zemar is Zemar is a fortress. It's people loyal, dedicated, and sworn to its defense. Surely there is still a, an underground or a criminal uh, activity in Zemar. It's not completely crime-free. It's not utopian paradise. But what is there is going to be almost impossible to contact without going there first. Hmm. They are much more underground than the Aparan and the Yonmus undergrounds. And with that was week seven. I gotta scroll way up and see what day it is. Uh, the entirety of Erodus is behind you. That ends on the sixth of whatever month is after Erodus. And on the thirteenth of that month, which I'll learn this calendar someday is Rova. Really unclear why we named a month after Rova, Gug. But, you know, never forgetty, I guess. <laughs> and the planet is Rova, Gug. What you gonna do? Not give him a month? I guess that's fair. <laughs> Over those two months that you've been down here, uh, I'm pretty sure this is very heavily in your favor. I will say that the income from Nell's Taverns will cover the tax from the Bank of Abadar on your money. I'm pretty sure that's fairly largely in your favor because the taxes are probably a good deal more than Nell's income. So we'll let those just go ahead and wash. I mean, we've only got like 3k in the bag. I guess that's true, actually. But what would it I mean, be? We can still wash it. It's just... No, I mean, it's going to be... Even if it's, if it's not in your favor, it's going to be minor. Uh, and on this toil day... The 13th of Rova, eight weeks after your admission into the halls beneath the Kithrodian Academy, Kathan Zelar meets with you again. She brings you all back into her office where you had first met for another brief meeting. Uh, if you want it, offering teas and coffees and whatnot, but understanding your suspicion she will very very clearly demonstrate she is not putting anything into it this time this is all on the up and up in that case i'll take a cup of tea that case Same. if she's being that obvious <laughs> oh boy Doris, Dara pulls a bottle of water pulls out a water skin <laughs> drinks from it while staring at her no <laughs> With uh, with a 19 on perception, you don't see anything wrong here, but you are free to refuse the drink. Now I'll drink it. It has been a long two months. You have learned much. You have studied 
the streets and the peoples of Zimar. I believe you are prepared as well as we can prepare you. We have one final challenge. The rite of passage, so to speak. I consider this a, an exam to pass the grid, to give me <coughs> the confidence to send you into such hostile territory with my blessing and to be able to keep it from my conscience. No matter what you do, zero to hedge you ahead of you will be very dangerous. And before we finish the training here, and before I give you your information, your intelligence we have on the city, and the last of your direction, is there any questions about the city of Zimar that you wish to ask of me? Any questions about what you have learned? Final concerns before this exam. I likely I might very... uh, possibly actually run into Pytherius. That I am unsure. Since the war for the crown has started, he has gone to ground. To my understanding, he very, uh, very rarely leaves Abadar's pillar. I doubt you will see him face to face without good reason to see him face to face. Perhaps we'll have to come up with a good reason. I don't know. Depends on how things go. I will cover the details of your actual mission and how we are sending, uh, what we are sending you with, and what intelligence we have. We're closer to the departure. I have arranged for your papers. Now we have a contact outside of Zimar who operates in the area named Syricus. Is a half elf. You will meet with him in a town nearby Zimar. Make contact. Receive your fake identities and your paperwork. It will be on what you have learned here so far to match the personas he has available for you. I do not know what you'll be able to collect by the time you have arrived. I do not know what variety you will offer. You will have to work with what you are given. You may have to change race. You may have to change gender. But with this training, this is not beyond you. But you would do well to pick disguises as close to possible as what you are comfortable with learning. You have precious little time before you arrive in the city proper to learn your backstory. Your backgrounds, your connections, your family names, your siblings. It will be an entirely new personality. My only regret is we do not have time to collect them here. To go over them together and give you time to learn. But you have all showed proficiency. I am impressed. Martella has chosen very well, and the Lady Lothied has sent me capable recruits. I would not be sending you into this final test, or into the heart of this hostile territory, into the city in the Lion's Eye, if I did not trust in what you have learned here over these past few weeks. I see why she chose you. Now, if you are ready, finish up your morning beverages, and follow me upstairs. This test will take place in the concert hall, in the academy proper. After you. Let's and see what we're getting ourselves into. She will lead you upstairs into 
a map that you've definitely never seen before. It's definitely a different map. This is not in any way the Twilight's Children just repurposed <laughs> because they didn't give me a separate map for the Kithrodian Concert Hall, and I didn't feel like making one. I so there's uh, a bit of blood up over in this general area. What some dwarves exploded are? dwarves? What happened? This is a different room. You've never been here. <laughs> No, you've never. Well, maybe you have actually, because any performances you would have attended would probably have I've taken probably place been here. Kaina's definitely been on the stage here, but uh, otherwise, this is a completely different building that uh, is definitely not the encircling bower from Yonmas. But uh, you enter into the grand performance hall, and this place is gigantic. Uh, I'm only sad about using this map, and you've actually noticed I changed the scale on it to make it literally twice as big, uh, because the which just makes the chairs giant sized. But don't worry about that. I was that. gonna say, oh yeah, those are ten foot square chairs. Disregard the giant sized chairs; they're just more <laughs> rows of seating. Because this hall is massive. This is a much larger building. Uh, than nearly any in Taldor. Uh, the Grand Performance Hall in the Kithrodian Academy is at least 200 feet across with ranks of seating heading back up into the darkness and then rows and rows above heading up four high into tiers. Uh, the expensive opera boxes hanging over near the sides. But Lady Zalar leads you down by the stage proper. On the edge of the stage... The five of you see a set of five little lion masks uh, that look like they would fit fully over your face and a strap around in the back uh, with two different straps to hold them on firmly. And as she enters, she gives a grandiose wave encompassing the whole of the hall, empty and echoing. The instructors have praised your progress this past week. So I believe it is time for you to take this final test. And she points to the mask, the stages, uh, bleh, the masks on the stage, which is where you guys are right now, which you walk up to. These masks are tools. The lion blades used to discreetly simulate dangerous training scenarios. Once you don them, you'll be able to see, hear, and feel opponents as if they were real. Your task is simple. Eliminate the witnesses. And uh, please be careful with the masks. They are quite old and very difficult to replace. Okay. Each of us separately or together? No, together, as a team. You'll be going down to Zimar as a team, and we'll need to be able to lean on each other as need ne as necessary. You have different skill sets, and this is something that is valuable. But the stage in front of you is about probably six feet up. So uh, she motions for you to clamber up onto the stage and arrange yourselves around the edge as you see fit before you don the masks. There is no danger of me actually killing someone by accident here, is there? It's mostly just in the mask, right? The hall is clear today. Uh, no one will be no one will be passing through. No one will disturb us. We take great measures to ensure this. You will see what appears to be tangible and real in front of you. It may feel as if you are committing murder or However you choose to deal with these witnesses, eliminate them as you shall. But if this is not something you can handle, I fear you are not prepared for Zimar. This is a situation you may find yourself in. And you will need to be ready to react. 
what will we feel if they're attacking us back? Pain. Perhaps death. It would feel like it anyway. This cannot kill you. The worst we have seen is unconsciousness, but you will feel the pain as if it was real. This mask and its magic emulates all five senses. It's almost makes like them some so sort good for training, no? Alternate reality. It's weird. They have had compatriots uh, refer to these as animus masks. Uh, they animate a situation for you to test and practice. Okay, well. Oh, that sounds completely trustworthy to me. Let's put these things on. They're up on this stage. Can't go back over here. How did you see edges of this stage? Is he at the edge? Yeah, the witnesses, the edge. The witnesses the edge? will be in front of you. Near uh, the back of the stage. And uh, when you are ready, prepare your masks. And good luck. Thank you. So each of you reach up and somewhat skeptical. <laughs> pull down... <laughs> Fall down the, the lion's masks over your face. Uh, it, it takes like a, a full round action to put this thing on. It's very tight. Not uncomfortable, but it fits very well around you. Almost like suctioning like a diving mask onto your face. And as you pull it down, you see four men, guards, standing on the stage. Uh, just kind of milling about. Each of them wielding a long sword with a curved kukri at their hip, with a banded mail and light steel shields strapped to their arm. And as all they all kind of stand there almost unaware. And as all five of you have your masks, Zelar uh, behind you raises their hands and begin! And claps twice, and all four guards immediately snap to look at you. And the one closest raises his hand. Aye, that's the traitors! Arrest them! Roll me. Some initiative. Start this right at nine? We got seven minutes. And besides, how am I gonna leave off on a cliffhanger if I don't put you in combat first? This is also true. So you're saying there's gonna be a cliffhanger? Well, I guess that depends on how well this goes, question mark? Then click my token again. <laughs> Life's hard. It's so hard to do. All right. The guards react nearly instantly uh, to Kahina's command. And longsword in hand, one of them immediately charges forwards towards Dara. He does not go at all to arrest or to attack non-lethally and he dives right into combat. Uh, long sword swinging, what is your flat-footed AC? Uh, 19. And as his long sword connects with you, slicing through your armor, you look down and it's an odd sensation. Your armor doesn't move because obviously the mask can't animate that, but you feel, and he reacts as if he'd struck a solid blow. 
and you take 10 damage. You, you whole take 10 damage. Uh, the second of the guards in the back sheathes his sword and draws a crossbow from his back, uh, loading it and aiming it towards the party. Hina. All right. Um. Put me on at 18. Let's show me to roll it again. Oh, did you not? Did still not get added to the table? No. Uh, and I'm pretty sure... Actually, I'm not positive. Do you have more dex mod than Dara? I know you have, like, stuff to beating people in initiative, but do you have... What is your actual initiative modifier? Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Dara's dex is higher uh, than Well, it's probably going to be Dara then. Yeah, my dex I, modifier is just plus one. Yeah, I thought you had other stuff to your initiative. All right, my bad. Dara, you're up first then. Well, I have, well, no, I have charisma to my initiative instead of dex. Is my... I had my charisma modifier. So okay. what is your initiative modifier? So my initiative modifier is actually two. Uh, no, sorry. Five. What's yours, Dara? Uh, seven. Okay, you do go first. Dara still gets to go first. Okay, so I have a question uh, because I haven't used this yet. Um, so the disguise, because we just topped into this, it's not like I would have to put on a disguise and whatnot. Yes, like, that would take time. Just, like, you can't just like suddenly be like, what are you talking about? Not, Who are no, you? Yeah, no, that's not, not, okay, that's so I'm just a, like, no, okay. No, no. You're being yet. attacked. She said eliminate the witnesses was the goal. Okay. Okay, so I am going to acrobatics away from this guy, jumping off the stage. Can I, I we can move around the whole room, right? Yeah, you can leave Or are we stuck on the stage? Uh, no, so you can't. Since you can't five foot step down or anything, you would need to make an acrobatic check to avoid him AOLing because it's going to capitalize. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to do. I was going to jump off the stage. All right. Uh, okay, so I'll make an acrobatic check. Uh, 16. Uh, with a 16, he is going to get a swing at you as you pull back. Uh, okay. But that swing is going to catch air as you extricate yourself. So uh, okay. with this being a six-foot drop, it's a move action to just basically go a single square. Okay. But it's not so high it obscures your shots because it's like six feet. So he's up, standing up on top of it, so you can just shoot him perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, I was planning on uh, moving to cover and, and getting okay. ready. Okay. You can absolutely do that. You can double move back behind cover. Kathan kind of watches Yoda smile on her face and turns back towards the stage. Kahina! Can you do both a swift and an immediate action? Yes, but you don't get to take a swift action next turn. Well, you can't do both on your turn. But I, you could take a swift and then take an immediate as soon as your turn's over, I think, technically. But then you couldn't take a swift next turn. Okay. I mean, the one is the the intimidate of any guard that has under, and the other is the is just smacking my chainmail uh, to start my song. Yeah, the, since those are both... Like, the, the intimidate ability is worded in a way that it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'll let you just do both for now because I don't care enough to look it up. It's not going to make a okay. big enough of a difference. So go ahead oh, and intimidate one of them so and then also... So performance has started. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, the closest one that has a lower... Yeah, the one right in front of you. The one right in front of me. Just... You will cower in fear before us. All you right. have and chosen poorly. 
poorly. I'm positive he's intimidated. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm certain Already. you can't roll low enough to not intimidate him. Yeah, he's he's intimidated forever <laughs> for the rest of his mortal <laughs> for life. For the rest of his life. So we've done all that. I think for six rounds. <laughs> yeah. The the next thing no, we're rounds. going to do then is we're going to play with the new spell. Okay. What's the new spell? The new spell is greater invisibility. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So you will with a quick casting. You casting on yourself? Yes. Turn invisible for 10 rounds. And then do you want to move anywhere? I do, in fact, want to move. That's the whole point. Um, I'm going to go. Gonna... Alright, well, you move where you want to move. Anori, you're up. Okay, Back you move behind Nell. Because that's where I need to be. Anori, you're up. Baylor, you're on deck. It's been a minute. I gotta get you. I'm still trying to get used to that, to the readying. I am muted. I am gonna run my fingers up Ciarn, Ice Lightning, and he extends in length all at the same time. Gets longer? Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna That's reach new. out and put my hand on Nell's shoulder, and I'll be, I'm gonna say, trust me, go get him, little gun, and I'm gonna cast a spell. Face down. I'm gonna All try right. to put Nell in that spot right there. Uh, I mean, are you willing, Nell? You just know right at this point, I assume? Yeah. So you are going to basically instantly appear here as she touches you and you just... This, it's not even in a blink. It's just one instant. You're right there, and the next you're actually looking at a wall at the back of the stage. It almost <laughs> takes you a second to realize where you are. But you hear the guard next to you with the crossbow cry out, Ah! And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you want to move anymore? All right, move forward. Baylor, you're up. Nell, you're on deck. Oh, this is bad. Two guards rolled really well and two guards rolled really bad. So you have the block of all four guards going one after another coming. I am going to pull out the trusty rod that I got from Martella. Start filling the air with electricity and then it's all going to spark. All right, and you're going to do the sheet lightning, I assume. Yep. yep. There's that hot sheet lightning. It's not going to hit now. Yep, use the rod to make it not hit now. Absolutely hit everybody else, though. So a bunch of fortitude. <laughs> That's not as high as I thought it'd be. They've got uh, metal armor, too, don't they? Yep, you fell. You fell. You're not 20, so you pass. Uh, and you fell. All right, so going out clockwise, one guy will make it. And... Three of them will stop as electricity courses through their their uh, banded mail, kind of shocking them in place and preventing them from moving as they all take also a single point of damage. Venable. Oh, I can't. I drew, drew something. Never mind. Okay. No, you're up. Dara, you're on deck. I am going to... Dang it, I just made this combat card and the ACs are on because he just retrained dodge. Thanks, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> question. Answer. Well, never mind, no question. Because okay. I will be dragging I... the bag around with me. Glad I could help. Yeah. So I'm going to equip no, you, myself. You would have all of your stuff with you. She would have told you to bring 
all your stuff up like you would if you were adventuring or whatever. So you have your bag with your full plate and whatnot. Oh, if I'm adventuring, I'm in the full plate. Okay. Yeah, then you, you can be in your full plate. That's fine. I mean, she, she told us before we started that this was going to be combat. So yeah. yeah. So you yeah, can certainly start that. in your full plate. That's fine. You can clearly see the guard next to you near the back of the stage uh, is the only one who is not currently stunned in his armor from the sheet lightning, which just kind of went around you. Yep. So we're going to take a swing defensively. All right. And... 22. With a 22... That's going to connect with his guard. He seems a little off balance here and not phenomenally well trained. So you hit him for 14 damage. All right. Uh, three of you are dazed and one of you is going to take a couple of swings back at Nell uh, as he attempts to mount some kind of an offense here. But he's... He's not even getting your touch AC, much less to your <laughs> armor. He's, you're not even full plating. You're just dodging this guy's swing as he's stumbling, railing from the blow you dealt him. Dara, you're up. Kena, you're on deck. I'm going to uh, see the only one with a crossbow and try and take him out. All right. He has lost one health, so he is already injured. Uh, 27, 22, and a 13. All right, with three shots, two of those are going to connect with only the last thudding into the back of the stage behind him. Okay. So first one rolls for 14 damage. Okay. And second one for 18 damage. And with these two bolts thudded into his armor, uh, wedged in there, he seems he staggers a bit. Uh, pretty gravely injured. Well, relatively injured. Kahina, you're up, and Nori, you're on deck. Alright. Taking Marcondus's crappy bard's, uh, the page from her book and pulling it again, since now my song is a move action. Um, my <laughs> cast action is to cast message to my fine party, and then to continue my oration where only they can hear it. So now you have the, uh, you have the secret oration here as everyone hears the whispering and it's not giving away your position as you're here invisible uh in yep. nori and baylor you're on deck again okay i'm gonna lower my stance a little bit with cr in behind me and then just in an instant a cascade of a noise goes well yeah of towards this guy right here because we're we're bladed dashing towards him huh. It's going to be some spell combat as well. All so right. And as you just rush in, shooting by some attacks. Play a dash. It's like five foot stepping, but not. I know. With spell combat. It's, it's, like it's so thing. good with spell combat. Shocking grasp and bladed dash. You're like Magus the spells. It's like 30 foot step with, that gives you an extra attack. It's so good. <laughs> So good on that. He was performing, so that negates yep. my net minus two. Okay. Where's your minus two from? Dash attack is a 25. 25 will hit. It's four now? And you hit him for a 14. And you still have all your regular attacks. Yeah. Two. There's the elements. 
Oh, right. He also has the 2d6 from the ice and the cold. Uh, four additional damage. This guy in armor does not appear to have any particular resistance to cold or electricity. He's okay. definitely yeah. taking all the damage, and not particularly well, I should say. After connecting with the blade of dash, come back across, cut him across the chest. With hey. Ooh. Oh, boy. Oh, nat That's 20. That's a natural 20. That's a natural 20. that, my friend. Please 2020 this man. He doesn't deserve it, but please do uh, it. Uh, 27. Well, it's certainly going to confirm. So uh, the the 2d6 doesn't multiply, but give me the damage twice from your regular swing. Okay. And then give me the 2d6. So 10. One and two. And 14. So 24 damage and then 2d6. is 10 more 10 elements. more he goes down and because i can't attack anybody else i'll just stand here yelling at the other guys <laughs> you do that ah. you, you roar ferociously to intimidate them you got like i had one whole swing left dang it baylor you're up now you're on deck i Suppose I'll fire some lasers at the intimidated guy. Sounds good to me. Lasers are cool. Are these fire lasers? They are fire lasers. <laughs> All right. So for just to point out for reference, the other two were both injured. The one with the crossbow is pretty injured. The intimidated guy is not one is completely full health. I don't know if you're doing that on purpose or not. I'm just making sure you're aware. I mean, Nell's got those two. Fair enough. <laughs> no, no good. So first fire laser, say 14 on touch, maybe. <laughs> that, yep, that'll do it. 14 on his touch. That's that's accurate. All right, uh, and <laughs> his touch is nine. Secondary I'm so fire sorry. laser, 18 on touch. will definitely be. Yes, this touch is nine. This guy has not has eight decks. Don't boo, no bully. Please, no bully. I mean, there's 10 bully. Okay, 10 fire damage first, followed and by. Then there's another 15 bully. 15 more. So 25 damage from this pair of flaming lasers that hit him as he recovers from his days from the sheet lightning. Now clutching at his burning face, like trying to pat at his armor, pull it away from his skin as it heats up. And I'm going to hop down off oh. the stage. Uh,. Okay, yeah, you can do it as a move action. That was a five minutes. Yeah. Okay, uh, Nell, you're well, up. Well, I couldn't do it last turn. Yeah, well, Nell, I'm you're up. Give and, you a uh, wild guess. Dari, you're on deck. Are you going to whack some guys? I feel like you're going to whack mm, a guy. Nope. Is it Dazzling Display? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that doesn't provoke or anything? Nope. No. Space. That's awesome. So you have to beat his DC by 15, which you did not, but they with a 30. But they are all shaken. So, yeah, the good news. Why is it four higher than it says it is? I can add four to an intimidate because I did a persona phase. Oh yeah, okay, 34. 34 might panic him. Uh, I got, now I gotta figure it out. Okay, 10, <laughs> 17. 34 panics him, yep, <laughs> that'll do it. That's exactly, what, that's, that's exactly what we need. I think it's actually 33. Uh, and all three of them are completely overwhelmed by panic and all of them Drop their weapons on the ground immediately, uh, dropping their long swords. Uh, is it? It's panic, not cowering, right? So they're running away. Panic. Yep. Okay, so he's gonna drop it as a free action. 
And this first guy is going to move and then hop down off the stage. This, I don't know what the heck. This guy's going to, I guess, withdraw to the edge of the stage. And this guy's <laughs> just going to take a friggin' ALO. So, <laughs> take a sling. He's going to eat it. He's running. And this is with Kahina's, which is plus three now? Uh. No, I'm still plus two. Nothing. Yeah, I think it's not till 11. So when we hit 11, I hit yeah. plus. You guys get plus so three. 24 ignore the 21. Uh, yeah, 24 is going to whack him. Surprised you didn't stand still him so you could just bully him somewhere. Uh, he's going to take yeah. 14 damage and he's also going to hop off the stage. Uh, and they are just outright fleeing at this point. Uh, their long swords left in a pile on the stage around now where they just dropped him and ran. Dara, you're up. Keeney, you're so up there. how injured? They look fairly injured, all three of them. Uh, now all three of them look pretty injured. So I am going to do it. Uh, uh, start with the first one on the furthest left and shoot. Wait till it hits. And then if it hits, I'll shoot the next one. If that hits. So you get a, a measured. Uh, oh, this guy dropped his crossbow, actually. Good news, he still has a sword because he sheathed it. He took the action to sheathe it. World's first time that it came in handy. He still has one. <laughs> he can't draw it, though. No, not until he's done panicking. <laughs> okay. So I only really panic do... for one round, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's just one round. Mm. Mm. Oh, Lord. 26, well, 36, yeah. and 23. All right, well, the first one is... Even with the fact that the guy on the left has cover from you now because the stage is blocking him and you're kind of on the right side of these stairs, these, uh, this row of seats, you still you hit him as he's dropping down. Okay, and then uh, the second one. Oh, should I do so the give damage? Me, yeah, give me the damage because you want to you want to okay. measure this. Oh right, right, right. And they're all pretty hurt. Do the thing you said you were gonna do. Okay. Um. This is. Here's one. Is sixteen. Sixteen damage. He's. Doubles and almost trips off the stage as the bolt hits him, but he's still up. So, you want to put the crit into him or somebody else? I'd rather put the crit. I, he stumbles you... off the stage, and I can't see him for a split second. Perfect. And I'll I take go it. for the one right next to him. <laughs> we'll take it. All right, you crit the guy who's uh, crit confirmed. The guy who's on the stage. Yeah, because yeah. you uh, you do get to pick on a attack by attack basis where they actually go. Uh. Then this is okay. the downside of rolling them all together, unfortunately, but I don't, I don't care about the minor metagame that is calling them out where they're going to go. 22 gotcha. confirms. This guy's okay. AC is sad. Okay, very and sad, apparently. This one on the stage is just going to have a bolt bury into the side of his head as he takes 11. 11, 14. 25 total. 13. So 38 damage and drops and his body just falls off the stage. <laughs> he kept going off the stage. He kept, he kept, he he kept going. He's, he's running. He got there. Then, he made it off the stage. And then I see the guy as he comes out from behind the stage. He, so I shoot him as he comes off the stage. He stumbles as he gets back up to keep running. I send my third shot at him. And the last one hits. The man dropping down from the stage, and as it does, for 13 damage, as you hit him, he kind of twists and the form like distorts, almost like it's glitching a bit as you hit it with the bolt. His body stretches out, like his torso flashing back and forth in an instant to be 10 feet long to normal, and him flickering 
between there and five feet in front of him. And as he spins and grabs the wound, his body turns translucent. And all the color leaves it. And so too do all the rest of the simulated guards. They all kind of turn translucent and start to flicker. Uh, like, this whole simulation's just kind of bugging out. The masks are really old. They don't work super great. And for a moment, you lose track of all four of the guards as they just disappear. And you have an instant to wonder, did we broken? Did we win? You're not positive. It's Ubi. Is <laughs> <laughs> in fact the enemies. Be down a bit, I guess. Before you hear a sound echo through the amphitheater from behind you. And there it's... is where we'll pick it up next week, my friends. Ah! Oh, is this boy. the dragon I'm from hoping. this campaign? <laughs> Did we get to the actual dragon? I, I thought it was the other two were just ready. Ready.